people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Future Past Podcast in Time. Wow, that's tense. And here's your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you, Nate. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting on Wednesday, October 2nd. I can't believe it's October already. Um, We are podcasting from the Brett Cave because apparently Bane snuck in here and broke uh rick's back it was dark and i couldn't understand what he was saying uh, you know and it's a british accent and suddenly snap uh so anyway uh so we apologize to any who, who showed up at seven stars have a corn dog linguisa linguisa corn do. dog and you will totally enjoy that and Send make one up to Nate. but we will get back to seven stars uh when we can um so probably in two weeks anyway if you're interested there we go oh my god i hope jason didn't go over there um I didn't hear from Salazar at all, so I'm hoping <laughs> he's not there going, those assholes. Uh, <laughs> so, well, you'd say that if we were there. Well, I know. He'd say that anyway. <laughs> you're right. And it's like, typical, typical. typical. Why doesn't you're anyone here. like me? You're here. here. Yeah. I thought you'd be gone. <laughs> so anyway, uh, of course, my fabulous all men in Los Angeles. It's you, Nate. I am Nate Costa. Thank you. And across. Uh, the injured, but still fighting on the never-ending battle, Rick Brett Snyder. There we go. So we have, of course, comics news. I mean, that's why people tune in, right? But we're uh, we're going to switch it up. We got some movie news as well. I think we have a little bit of movie news. All everything revolving around comics is I can think of this week because the biggest news is is television. Yep. But it's comics news on television. Yeah. Which is let's start off by talking about. Of course, we had to take last week off for a variety of scheduling reasons. And, of course, that was the week that we got Marvel, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. debuting over 12 million uh, viewers. Highest rated show so far of the season, uh, and which is no surprise to well, me. Well, there were a number of shows that have debuted this week, too, so it's not like they're all alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, people, people want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or at least they wanted to watch the first episode. We'll see on the numbers with the second, um, but I think that's part of. I think probably that's a DVR and a and a Hulu issue too. Yeah, I think so. You know, and that's and, and you can watch it on the ABC site too. Yeah, both okay. of the episodes are up, up for watching right now. Well, excellent. So let's talk about it. Shield was out there. Nate, you watched it. I watched both episodes. Yes. <laughs> What'd you think? I really enjoyed them both. Uh, um, I'm assuming we're spoilers on for this. Uh, since we're talking about it you know it's gonna be a we'll get this out i'll get this out on friday it'll be like four or five days since, i think we're free to talk yeah let's go ahead and we're talk. free to talk so spoilers are going to be flowing yes speculation and giving away of go. stuff yes go talk nate go nate 
Uh-oh, he's gone into delayed effect again. Yep, we lost we him. We lost him. Okay, we're going to try to get Nate back in. Good Lord. There, there you are. are. We are good old, good old on, Skype. You're on a laptop, right? Yeah. iPad. Okay. All right, so, Nate. Go. What did you think of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Besides you liked uh, it. We hadn't had a chance to pre-discuss this, but I'm pretty sure they said in the first episode that Coulson is an LMD. No, Maybe they did not. No, they didn't say that. They totally did. No, there's a couple things they may have said. You know, let's let's sidetrack that issue to <laughs> the speculation, which should follow just our re- our reaction to what actually happened. Okay, that makes sense. Fine. Yeah, I mean, but uh, okay, because we're gonna say what they actually said was he, he can really never d- know. He really doesn't know, does he? The poor bastard. And they go, he can never know. Right. So we'll go. We'll come back. So the actual show, the actual pilot episode, and then episode two. Um, I, 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 I'll start off then. the The idea that we have a comics based television show that's Absolutely. on TV right now and is of such high quality in writing and characterization, I couldn't be happier. It then I mean it's it's right up there with the Avengers movie for me. Just the idea that every week we're going to get a new episode of this, and I'm doubly happy that it's Joss. I'm going to say the idea is great. The ideal of the show so far, I felt smacked of a lot of network interference, and and I and I even argue that I don't think it's been that well written or well constructed yet. I think we're giving it a pass because it's Jaws, I, I which that- gives me high hope. But I really felt like last like last night's was um, I enjoyed it be, and, and and it's comfort food and I'm very happy that it exists. Um, I think he's taking it slow. I think he's intentionally introducing this. Oh, slowly. I, I don't even feel that it was slow. No, I mean as far as the kind of stuff I expect out of him, the craziness. I wouldn't. I'm I'm not expecting him to throw. You know, like a cabin in the woods at us with with this. Well, no, and let's not overestimate what as showrunner he's capable of doing. The script that that last night was uh, not scripted by him nor directed by him, right? And although it did have in many places a feel very much like him, but already I see, and this is where I say it's kind of the network interference. Is there's a pattern when you're two episodes in, and both times there's been this freak out where everybody is freaking out over. Oh, it's super soldier formula plus gamma radiation right. plus plus all the key things we've taught you in the movies. Right. Uh, <laughs> both times. Yes. Uh, it was like, okay. And this was reminding me of what happened when Smallville first started was you've got the freak of the week. And it's now it's the now it's the gamma super soldier what's left um, alien tech of the week thing. Well, I think last week was let's introduce the cast. Let's ground everybody. The pilot in, was in absolutely the cast that, was. yes. I mean – this week, this past week, was the let's try and f- and make this a team. We'll, yeah. we'll put them into the fire and we'll see if we get if Colson's bet pays off that they will work and play together well. And they put them in. They put them into a very. Um, they had to fight their way out of a situation, and they did it well. And they did it. 
I, I love that. I, I I don't know that the dialogue was as sparkling as it was in um, Serenity or even no, or Buffy. And, and that was, but but I love the fact that he's doing kind of a Robert Altman thing where people talk over each other all the time. And that's and, very typical that's, of his of his style. Yeah. But I felt a lot of the dialogue was on the nose. And I'll go back to that thing where um, book it wasn't book whatever you know what's an uh, actor's name um, that was on fit. Uh, oh Miller. yeah, uh, uh, Ron Glass. Ron Glass. When Ron Glass comes in, I mean, it is so. This is the, uh, this is where I say it's a network thing. Like they're not gonna get that that Coulson wasn't really in Tahiti, so he really doesn't know. He must never know. Is right. like it's like there could have there could have been a dozen more subtle ways, right. more clever ways to to say it's really kind of a mystery. And the subtle thing I think why Nate I don't think he's an LMD. Is that anytime somebody says, I heard you were in Tahiti, he says, it was magical. Like, right. he goes almost into That's a trance the and says, he was it. taught to say. It, it's the key phrase. And so, uh, uh, the theory might be this is how we ease the concept of magic into. The if Doctor Strange is part of Wave Three, I have a different, a different, a completely different theory that is all mine. I haven't heard anyone else talk about it, but let's. I want to save that. But he did last night say, you know, she said it's like a midlife crisis, and he said afterlife, more like more like, like afterlife. afterlife, yeah, which was clever. See, and that's there were those sparks. But I felt in the pilot, it was if it hadn't been Shield, if you just gotten together this government team and there was a guy with a superpower, right. it was like not with a cape, but but almost like heroes of this. We've got powers out of control, and there's this government agency, and instead it's Hornroom Glasses guy yeah. is the hero. And so it just had that still – what was disappointing to me – overall, I liked it. I'm really enjoying watching it. But what was disappointing to me was that it felt like like a committee had put together this show um, – ripping off elements or like here because really why am i complaining this is this is literally what it is a television adaptation of a movie franchise instead of you know where always there's been like the difference between planet of the apes the film series and planet of the apes the tv series buck rogers a film versus buck rogers a tv series you know i'll go you one more it's it's an extension of the additional small films they had in the in the dvd releases right of which the which ultimately were like nice little extras right and i thought they can't stand on their own but i still haven't watched the one from avengers and i haven't bought iron man 3 yet don't get me wrong because i think that there's what's happening here is something that truly never has happened before right and the potential is still so exciting. The fact that twelve over 12 million people watch this and then it tells me that the reality is people, our audiences are hungry for this. The world is crazy. Our government is insane right now. We want to watch a show in which there's Something actually, there's a government agency actually government. looking out for our best interests. And, one thing I loved last night. It's their stated intent to watch out for our best interests. And yeah. one thing I loved last night was, do you remember when the antimatter meteor hit off the right. coast of... No. no. That's, that's right. Because <laughs> you yeah. know, we did our job. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that kind of stuff I love. Yeah. I, I, and um, you know, all the references to the movies are great. Right. So I'm hoping it'll build. But anticlimactically for me last night, I said, you know, everybody said the post-credit sequence. I, I'll try not to... Sp- Oil that. that was Nate dropping off again. Yeah, maybe his internet. And in which case, there's nothing we can do about it and say we were grateful we had him on for a. We'll try and we'll see if he comes. We'll try one more time. Yeah. Yeah.
you know what it is. The NSA isn't funded anymore, and so like their the tapping <laughs> so, stuff keeps breaking down. Right, and the internet only functions so while they're if you can't get all your mess, all your uh, right, right. The, the internet can only function as long as the NSA right. can listen to it. Right. That that probably works. There you are. Are you? Well, somebody answered. I hope. Yeah. I hope I'm here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last thing I heard was uh, or, <laughs> helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. Um, no, you're, we were talking about uh, the, the 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 potential of other things showing up in the in the uh, oh the anti to me the post credit sequence. I don't need to spoil, but they'd actually released an a, a, they tweeted an image like uh, Monday morning that had the shield eagle. With an eye patch. Okay. So it so doesn't take a much, genius yeah. to say he's going to be in there. And so I thought using him to not really move um, the story along, but instead to say, uh, to have him yell at Colson and basically recap what we think we understand about what Colson's trying to do now. Nate just dropped again. Yeah, I know. So this is going to be very choppy and we'll just explain. Okay. The internet sucked, people. Uh, we're sorry about this. Worked so well. It was. I'm sure it's just a bad night for internet, and okay. that and that happens sometimes. Um, so I thought that was that was the 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 thing was it didn't move, it didn't move the story forward at all. It just no. reminded people, and I don't know because I haven't seen anything today. When I had a really chance to look and research, did they blow a movie? You know, I was wondering that too. I was wondering, did they spend a whole, uh, or did he just do it? Damn it, he was trying to call us. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't find the Skype ring to be actually very reassuring. I know it's not supposed to sound jaunty and friendly. I find it kind of disturbing. I'll see if he calls. If he calls back again, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pick up him. Um, yeah, I, I thought that it did two things for me. One, it reassured me that. They will allow. It isn't going to be a sandbox totally separate from the movies, right? Which is uh, they had kind of hinted that it was going to be, but bringing in Fury to basically have just a scene that really was post post action was he wasn't part of part of it, so it was still sandbox in that respect, but. I wouldn't mind having I wouldn't mind having additional things cross over from the movies to the TV that we've never had anything like that before. You know the the idea that we've never had a movie franchise that was a TV show it was right. in the same universe as a TV show at the same time. Yeah. Um I'm really trying to think if there were I think I think the only thing that was close to that was Man from Uncle cuz they had a couple of feature films. But those were in fact kind of cut from uh, right tv and shows batman 66 yeah yeah um right they, maybe but but again that's it you know and that was a brief thing in, in the in the 60s where well the release pattern was different everything about that was different and there's and they still were kind of standalone like you know the batman movie doesn't matter i don't know but i can't remember seeing the man from uncle movies or or the man called flintstone they the these were you I, know i remember hey, fondly hey there it's yogi bear these were just big screen adventures. They were special. Of, I mean, they, was, yeah, they weren't. For a lot of people, it was the only time they'd ever seen the characters in color. 
Yeah, so there wasn't the you know there wasn't a continuity issue. So that's what I say in our continuity obsessed culture, which I'm part of. I'm not criticizing anybody for that. I'm I, I'm part of. I want to follow that meta story. Um, I I I'm excited about those possibilities. Uh, what I just hope, what I'd really love to see is that something that gets started on Agents of Shield will transfer over to a movie. Like we might see a character first who's a more minor or an element might get mentioned. Right. Like because the thing reminded me when he said the O is it with the O eight four? Um yes. when they went down there and says when was the last one was it was a hammer. It was a you hammer. Know? And, yeah, right. I, and I smiled and I'm like, yeah, that was you know, that was great, even though I didn't like that part about Iron Man too. Like let's com- do a completely unrelated clue to the next film. Right. Um, you know, it was still like, Oh, that's a that's a fun callback. Could there be something that they find in this in the show right. that will pay off in a movie right. because right now and i guess that's the thing is everything is summing back up your mind to to basically two episodes of remember who we really you know who, yeah. were, who you know what what we're coming from well there's hydra and we've got thor the dark world coming out shortly which they've been doing some fantastic trailers for thor the dark world in the to context of the show you right. know the commercial breaks but, but consider that that's going to be a big that's going to be a big earth event too Right, yes. and yes. so will there be commentary about that in the show? Will will there be even any, any repercussions? I don't, I don't know. I kind of doubt it, but I like the idea that I, I really. I, well, there I'm, were there were repercussions of of Iron Man three with extremists. Yes, and so that was you know a, a, a nice tie in, and I guess that was my thing is that the, the the first episode tied into Iron Man three with extremists. And then I so I just kind of bummed that episode two went right to. And by the way, remember Captain America and remember yes. Thor instead. But I, I I don't know if that's network. I don't know if that's just a plan. I can hardly wait for the Shield episode that truly is standalone. Right. What I, the other thing I really love seeing about it is that right up front, man, based on comics by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Yep. 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 And and a thank you in the pilot episode at least to Steranko and. Uh, I can't remember, but but basically, I looked and it was like that was a satisfying list of people that had gone toward creating the Shield mythos. Yes, and I'm really happy to see that happen. There's so much potential here. I think that's what I'm probably most excited about. Okay, so the and other they thing haven't screwed it up. No, so far. and the other thing is that ABC last week announced or two weeks ago announced, and we missed it completely, was that they're de- actively developing an Agent Carter show. So they're going to give Haley Atwell a regular slot to tell stories about what was happening in the precursor to shield in ah, the forties and fifties. Okay. So I haven't seen the agent Carter short that's on iron man three. I should probably go buy that tonight. It's over and, there. And, <laughs> so, well, maybe we'll stay and I'll, and we'll make we a little of that. Could we, could we pop like five kernels of corn uh, and I will, uh, I still have a package of bacon flavor popcorn. Then I think we have a party, um, and so we need to watch the 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 watch that the the Agent Carter. So they're going to do a series of that. Flip side, here's where the impact. Warner Brothers has been actively trying scrambling because it's. I don't think like Marvel was disingenuous. Like the day after Shield, I got this uh, press release going. The completely unexpected surprise hit, Agents of Shield. Yeah, right. Now we're ready. We've got this full line of of shield clothing to roll out to hot topic what we weren't really prepared but we have to just have this that'll be available this weekend well that's seven months of development and design but if you did it online did that over the weekend but it's really funny because if you did it online yeah. you, you went to cafe press nice. so so marvel went to oh, cafe press to do bad. that that's to have this look so um but it, it it really wasn't completely unexpected so 
you have that. And then, um, uh, so back in, was it, I guess, early August, late July, must've been early August was when Warner brothers announced that like the flash is going to appear on arrow. So at least that could create a continuity. They've, they've cast a guy. He was on Glee. I can't remember his name. Well, especially bringing a meta in Mm -hmm. on, on which changes the rules of arrow. Yes. Um, which I'm glad because I don't like superhero show. I, I liked Arrow in spite of its seeming shame yes. in being a superhero show. Yes. Because it's still... Yeah, he put on the costume but wouldn't put on the powers. <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's okay because Green Arrow doesn't have, I know, have, I know. Have, have powers. So that that was fine. I was like, I'm willing to accept that as one other character's coming in. Although, really, I kind of liked what they twisted Vertigo to be. Uh-huh. And, and Jay, you know, White, uh, Bronze Tiger's going to be, yeah. yeah. So, and by the way, that Blu-ray, you know, awesome. So I got that Blu-ray set. And despite the fact that I don't need a blooper reel, I don't need a freaking blooper reel on all these serious shows. It's like, no, I don't care. But, um, uh, so they, we knew the flash was coming and that's going to be like episode eight, and nine, Barry Allen will come in and, and like Felicity smoke and they'll have a relationship because they're both kind of, you know, hopefully analytical. he will be a police lab person. Uh, and, well, I mean, they've certainly got enough infrastructure who knows, there for who knows be. for sure at this point, but that seems to be what, yeah. what they're planning. All leaked things or, or released information makes it sound like that's where they're going to be kind of a Barry Allen detective. And it will be, it will be Barry of, Allen. And yeah. so, which is fine because that's what they're doing over in, you know, in, in the new 52 and Jeff Johns overseeing that. And that's fine. There's nothing to me, about Arrow that necessarily contradicts anything about Green Arrow. I don't know if that still remains as a solo title, if they're still in the New 52 or not. But but Flash would seem in role, and because New 52 really rewrote the Barry Allen's right. early days. Um, so they've done that. Monday, right before S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was released, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. hit on Tuesday, Monday, Fox and Warner Brothers announced that they are going to do Gotham. So the days of of Lieutenant Jim Gordon before Batman appears in Gotham City, but at least the description, and this could be just people making assumptions and writing, dealing with all the costumed crazies before Batman is Interesting. there. Interesting. All the villains. And, and I think that's a narrative mistake because... How does that fit in with the movies and stuff? Right, and I don't think it does. And and if you think of all these all the villains as re, as responses as every take right. on Batman right. has done, if there wasn't responsi- a Batman, would there, you have all these? You wouldn't have crazies. a Joker. Yeah. You wouldn't have a Riddler. And so uh, they're they're dealing with that. Greg Rucka was very gracious about it and said, like you know, it does sound like Gotham Central, but that was work for hire. And if they take anything from Gotham Central, uh-huh. they're absolutely welcome to it because we knew that when we were going in. That said, he also said, call me. I'd love to work on this show. It sounds really exciting. And I, I thought, yeah, I'd be very excited to see Greg Rucka take a hand yeah. at writing a TV episode. Um, but, you know, who knows? So it's early on. We know that it is co-created by uh, as Jeff Johns is mentioned as being involved, of course, because, you know, that's that is his job. And if you are to find him, if he's recommended to you on LinkedIn, as he sporadically is recommended to me as a connection on LinkedIn, his job title is he he describes himself as a writer at Warner Brothers. He does not talk about oh. being a CCO, anything like that. It's writer at Warner Brothers. So, um, anyway, so that and then it's with the co-creator of The Mentalist. So it was kind of interesting. Hmm. All right, the guy kind of knows his criminal stuff, and that's yeah. cool. Then two days later, or by Friday, I guess they announced that NBC 
is developing with David S. Goyer and the showrunner, one of the executive producers of The Mentalist, Constantine, based then on the new 52 version of John Constantine. So um, that one, I think some of, some of my friends were like, well, are you pissed that it's Goyer? And I'm like, no, actually, Constantine's a character yeah. I think Goyer would be really good for. And I think it could be a really good, like it would go well paired like with Grimm. But the uh, I hope but, they set him in Europe. I hope they set him in England and Europe, and we get we get that more. But uh, I don't. But he's not. I mean, he immediately in New Fifty Two they I brought know. him over to America. I know, and I'm fine. But make him a but make him British. Oh, he's got. And that's British. the and that's the mentalist thing. The mental. Oh no, the mentalist. He's played by a British, but he right. But he has an American accent. But you could have that fish out of water. So he's a fish out of water in America. And play an American yeah. gods kind of thing where where he's dealing with the thing with the supernatural America is we don't have the old country right beliefs to deal with some of these the things, Native American which is sort of like dealt with within Grimm yeah um so I you know I I could see it being very fun the problem I see is this is not what what we're crying out for why people wanted to watch Shield is because. It does tie into the Avengers, which ties into Iron Man right. three, which ties into Hulk. Yeah, let's, not, in- let's not create problems of of using these characters in TV shows and establish something, and then having to undo it when we finally well, and, get them and into they movies. can't connect. Right, Flash and Arrow can connect, but Gotham can't. We know it can't have anything to do Is with Flash. With Batman. Not going to be in the JLA movie. Yeah, he will be. Or so, the so it's a separate movie? it's a separate thing there. Yeah, and then they're saying you know so. I got my issues, yeah, and and I love it, but I but I don't want them spread all over because what if they think that they're countering what Marvel what is doing, doing? ABC is smart. They didn't say give me another character from right. your catalog and let's create a complete standalone series. No, let's create Agent Carter and do a show set in the forties, right. and you can by the way also do something about which was touched on in Captain America about this. Absolutely tough, broad, if I may use those that, that phrase. You know, this great woman, tough dame, tough dame. She's a dame. She's not a broad. Yeah. Oh, I got. I loved Haley Owl. I loved Agent Carter. I, you know, I can't watch Captain America. Lon Lopez, if you're listening, I know you know what I'm talking about. You can't watch Captain America without tearing up at the end and feeling the tragedy that Steve will never be with that woman who's perfect for him. Right. You know, and to see what happens to her. Um, at a time when it's already touched upon that everybody just expects her to be pretty and shy and retiring and she's a better agent than probably most of the agents she's working alongside of. Yes. Um, and if they could get Howard Stark in there, oh, my God, I'd, well, go, be awesome. I'd go completely oh, nuts. That's the show I want to see because it connects to everything else. And that's what they're not getting is especially if they did a, a consistent Stark with the characterizations they've developed. Uh, right, it doesn't lately. have to be. It doesn't have to be in line with the comics. I accept that because it's a different pace. It's a different time. Right, you're starting from scratch, and you have to and you have to bring people in that don't know all the decades of continuity that we know. Sure, but I don't want to see a standalone here and then create another continuity over here. With the same characters, where which I already have to do with Arrow. Right. I saw a satisfying Green Arrow, but I'm going to give Greg Berlanti, one of the creators of the show of of the Stephen Amell show, uh, credit. Is I didn't feel like I needed a new Green Arrow show. 
I got one I enjoyed anyway. So, I mean, you, they the proved thing, me the wrong. The thing about that show is I'm not aching to see any other characters in that show. There's no, enough I'm not. going I'm not. on with the characters they've Which built. is okay because they're building a universe. I think that's great. But, but when you're going to start adding other characters to it, then there has to be. Adding, don't metas, give me, adding, adding metas changes everything, and I hope they do it well. Right. But don't give me a flash. Well, you're gonna anyway, but I'm I'm worried about a flash. I just proves they have no long term. Yeah. Is is you can give me a flash, and the reason they can do a TV version of Flash is they could be a full decade away from figuring out how to make that Justice League movie because they won't pay attention to anybody. Um, and that's the thing. It's like another thing that showed up this week online was Team Unicorn, and I'm not sure if Sean Becker had anything to do with this particular production. I don't think he did, but our friend Sean Becker has done some work with Team Unicorn. Uh, which is a group of very attractive fangirls. I'm not being sexist to say it. That's Female one video things. game players. But the, they call them, they're, they're fangirls because okay. it hasn't just been video games. They've done comedy shorts. Uh, Sean directed a thing where they was they were a superhero dating service. Okay. They've really gone. So they did a they did a Wonder Woman fan film this way, like a two minute. And um, I know I keep, it's like I will get, I will boot up my computer for half an hour. That's all I ask each day. I haven't been able to do it to like put that kind of stuff up on the web to, uh, on the site to show it was all over Facebook and I watched it and went great except one the actress Riley I can't remember what her last name is um attractive woman as far as I can tell from the other other team unicorn sketches that I've seen um and there's one of them was very serious as opposed to the other stuff is comedic um she doesn't speak but portrays it well it's all silent with music and it's really beautifully done but the thing, and then on the net, everybody's like, yeah, could this be the way that Wonder Woman should be? But like, no, it's a two-minute fan film that all it shows you is Wonder Woman kicking ass. Back and forth between facing guys in the present day in the city and then back to Paradise Island and there's these giant minotaurs coming towards so they're paralleling uh-huh. that. It's like, that's a clever conceit for a two-minute short. Right. It doesn't tell us anything about how do you tell the story and this was the problem with every fan film that's been, and everybody's gotten excited, like that guy that did that Batman versus Aliens versus Predator thing um, way back when, which was fun, and they, it's yeah. Batman fighting these. But they can't tell that, – that's not a story. That's just a servicing our geek-out moment, and right. that's the problem with New 52 in a lot of ways to me is you're giving me the fight scene, but what I care about is how did you get – from fight scene to fight scene. Right. And how about the scene where they managed to avoid the fight scene, you know, and what is the actual plot? And so, one, I hate to say it, I don't think that Riley is going to get a shot at playing Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman because Warner Brothers, rightly or wrongly, is probably going to look for a star. I kind of think they should go for an unknown for for Wonder Woman. And rumor has it that she's in the casting sheet for Superman versus Batman hmm. to play like a minor walk-on. And that's why she has to be an unknown because if you, if you had like Gwyneth Paltrow, right, you know, walk on as as Diana Prince, or we would go like you'd spend your entire movie waiting for that walk on, you know, because it yeah. wouldn't stay quiet. So you know, it's got to be someone you might not notice first, and then go, oh, that's you know, that's Diana Prince, and it's okay, like Angela appearing in the Spawn movie, like if you knew, but it had to be an unknown. It couldn't be someone to catch your attention. You had to know that's who you were looking for. Not that we ever got spawned to, nor should we have, but she was there, you know, and it was like it was a nice little nod. So that's, you know, that that's where it's going. These fan films aren't aren't going to serve that. 
movie wise, you know. So that's my whew, long that's connection. Long my long connection of what I'm I'm eager to see all these things, but I, I wish there was a way to connect. Can we jump back to Shield for a sec? Yeah. Okay. So now now let's talk about he can never know. Okay, he can never know. So the the obvious thing was through the whole campaign uh, after the Avengers movie was Coulson lives. He was in L- Coulson was in LMD. Everyone was saying yeah, I was uh, Coulson didn't die. That was in LMD. Because Tony Stark referenced them in the Avengers, so it's possible he right. knows what a life model decoy is. Right. Now we haven't we haven't actually seen one. We haven't. No. And if I'm going, there are two things about this. By the way, this episode brought to you by Coke Zero. Go ahead. So if a reveal in the future does show does depend upon Coulson being an LMD yes. right now, they will have to, if they do it right, they will have to well before that establish LMDs and the rules for LMDs. Right. Otherwise, it's just too much Deus Ex Machina to just spring on you. Like, oh, he's an LMD. Now let me tell you what an LMD is. It's just too forced and stupid. I don't think... I think Joss doesn't do things that way, especially when he leaves a heavy-handed clue in the first episode. It's, and he, the other it's th- almost like he's telling you, no, he's not. But the way he starts saying it was magical, and I'm not, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's. I don't think the answer is LMD. I don't think the answer is LMD. But what I want to say more complex back. Yes, and it's the only thing that's going to redeem how on the nose it was in the pilot. Is that I think Coulson knows that the story that he's spouting isn't the truth okay he doesn't know what the truth is and that works with my my actual i have two theories but he yeah but he knows he's being lied to okay so there are, i have two theories and and we know, we saw him bleed in this episode which lmds can do yes um we they tried to establish a humanity to him and we we haven't had the laws of lmds i believe that there is a potential that Coulson has always been an LMD. Yes. That, in fact, he is an amalgam of things going back to Captain America's time, and that is his fascination. The fact that he has the collectible cards, the fact that that he is he is a core part of Americana. He is he is a he is a he is a stalwart agent, and he was engineered to be that way. Now he may be based on an actual agent, but I suspect that Jasper he's... Sitwell. Um, Jimmy Woo. Um, I find that unlikely. So, uh, but, but the, if you could create, if you could put, uh, cart Greg in, uh, two series simultaneously, agents of shield and agents of Atlas <laughs> in the fifties, that'd be cool. I'll go along with your theory. And so, so that's, that's the one theory that in fact, yes, he is, Coulson has never been a regular human being that he's always been an engineered set of memories. And well, this, let me this off, plays let into me, the whole dollhouse thing. Well, and let me offer up something that's that's a missing piece uh, until we see if anybody picks it up in Captain America Winter Soldier or if it gets picked up in Agent Carter. We've seen the android. Yes, and that, we've that's, seen the Human Torch. Android. I was I was going to go there. I was going to say that the part of the technology could be from the Human Torch. He may actually be. Then I damn well I want to see a version, which of makes Coulson the vision. vision. I want to see him become, which people have hoped and wanted to have happen for a while. That would be a to logical have a vision to have. You could have Agents of Shield, where there's an LMD who's Coulson, 
Yep. And then in a, in the in the age of Ultron, you could have an LMD who is Clark Gregg who becomes the Vision. Yeah. I think that's actually a bit of a stretch because I don't think they'll. And I'll tell you, I don't what, think this is a one season. But I'll tell reveal. you. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying is is that it, is that if you had a Coulson who was just around and normal, but here's why I don't think he's the Vision and why it's a great theory and I love it and I just squeed a little bit inside and I think yeah I may have actually you know cut through my undershirt here, but um, <laughs> but um, why I don't think so is because why Joss Whedon loves Coulson. Yes. Why the audience loves Coulson, and this is true. I mean, I've read enough interviews. And I'm going, yes, that's absolutely true. Is he is the everyman? Yes. He was the nameless Shield agent in Iron Man. I mean, he did. I think he did identify himself as Phil Coulson, but because he was a Phil, because Phil Coulson didn't exist in the comics at the time, it was just he was just another guy. But because something about the way his imperturbability right played off of Robert Downey Jr. It was like, huh, there's something to that. Now, I don't think, and it's been a while since I've watched it because I've only seen it once, I don't think Coulson's an Incredible Hulk. Um, but No, he's not. So he shows up in Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. uh, and very clearly then he has to go off to New Mexico for for Thor. The hammer. He stays, yeah, for the hammer, but he's very, very, very crucial to Thor. Yep. He does not do anything Captain America um, because because he doesn't meet him till the Avengers, right? You know, but there was still something very clear. And when you watched, I admit, you know, like they stood on their own. I didn't think I thought they were nice little extras, but I really liked what was illuminated about Phil Coulson on the. I think it's the Captain America and Thor discs have the short Coulson films mm-hmm. on the way to New Mexico, right? And I can't remember what the other one was, but but they were both very cool and illustrated. That Coulson's very moral, very strong, mm-hmm. very character. But I think Joss Whedon's right. One of the things that we that that made the audience love him was he's all those things, and he has and as we see in Avengers, worships Captain America, but has no desire to be them. Yeah, but I I think that I don't think he has to be human to espouse all that. And I think Whedon makes us care about people that we, in, in that way that no, we wouldn't normally. I, I do understand I, that, I, I but I think that... spike in Buffy. But I think right? that's a la- But I think that becomes a layer of alienation. If you've been... When he's the guy you're in, the regular, and he's uh, like putting this team together, yes. and, the, and the great father figure and the mentor figure, I think he needs to stay human because if he hasn't been, then that makes it... Well, like, I think I think what happens is all through the episode, all he's through the one series, of the series, he proves himself to be right. human. Well, that but until I but, the I, reveal, but I think, but I think and that then the calls well, into question what's human. But I think that undercuts the premise of the show, hmm. and uh, because we already know Nick Fury is likely to be a super soldier. Yeah. I you know there's just no doubt because he knew Howard Stark. He's he's older, he's older than he should be, basically. You know they haven't said the Infinity Formula, right? And they haven't introduced him into the 40s or 50s, but I feel very strongly that that's going to come out. That, and I think so, And which kind of makes me think if he's in Because Shield, that's the ultimate ultimate version of Nick Fury, wasn't he? Isn't he a super soldier? He escaped. He had something gotten. to do with Wolverine, Wolverine being the first mutant, and I think he was the super soldier formula. Yeah, maybe, maybe. In the ultimate universe. And since we know they're following the ultimates a little more closely, yeah. you know, that's but it. But the fact that, that Fury could be long-lived... Colson could have been coming right along with Fury through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. So you know, uh, the other thing is that the, the oh, I do love that Shield. You know, you can tell here's the Marvel Disney connection that you can actually name all those little probes after the Seven Dwarves of oh, Disney. Yeah. That you can call them that because you know I was like I watched it and go they're gonna get sued oh no they're not they're all owned <laughs> by the same people <laughs> but right. the other thing is that Disney now allegedly and even when when they all take off he's whistling hi ho hi ho yeah you're right and Disney now is allegedly looking to revive the Star Wars live action series which has been tabled because they're uh, seeing that ABC could get to be known as Dancing with the Star Wars Marvel <laughs> um, you know that. And I thank God it's on ABC. You know, I I just feel like it is like I can guarantee that when I say I need the TV for Shield, it, it's that everybody in the house knows I'm not competing with one of the sitcoms they watch or with Dancing with the Stars because it's the same network. So I'm good with that. And it's it's a uh, it's family time TV. We I was in Florida for the premiere. I watched it uh, streaming, but when this week we were all at the TV set watching. Here in the living room of the Brett Cave. Well, I'm going to see. You know, I have my I have my kids this weekend. So I'm going to see if they uh, if they watch it already. if they if they haven't watched already. We'll you know we'll try to make some time to watch it. Yep. Um. I, I you know I agree and uh, you know uh, yeah I mean I'm just going to say that you know that that uh, that that is nice. And I want to see more shows like that. I have not had a chance in the other show genre show that's doing very well for Fox was Sleepy Hollow. And I haven't had a chance. To I still haven't, haven't seen any of it. Yeah. I got to watch two minutes before I got called away from my office. and went, if you ever tried to pause Hulu, and I don't know if it's just me, but if you pause Hulu and you don't get back to it for two hours. It kicks you out and you have to yeah, it kicks you out. So I watch was like, through all those commercials I was like, again. so I already knew like I'm going to get called away in five minutes. Okay, I'm just going to stop. And so I watched the beginning and went, huh, I'm not hating what seems to be the premise. And so commercials look intriguing. I like the fact that they're not just sticking with the headsman, uh, the, the, hun- the headless, headless horseman. horseman, but they're giving a good reason for them to be arch enemies. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm intrigued by that. So I, I do want to check that out further. And then of course, Arrow starting up, but I got to catch up on, uh, I got two DVD sets that I, that I, uh, I'm enjoying, but working my way through is catching up on Arrow, which I think we came out on DVD last week. Right. Um, I also have to pick up Grimm season two because I have season one. I need to finish powering through that and then watch because my daughter loves that show. And there's a a tie-in because Dynamite has a comic series as well, which is supposedly pretty good. Uh, But The Neighbors, which we talked about. The Neighbors is great. So it is to me one of those shows that, you know, as Jason Salazar was on and and it's probably sitting Mm -hmm. bitterly drinking at the uh, Seven Stars right now, uh, mentioned, you know, he was one of the people that told me, when it first came on, I was like, oh, this show sucks. Uh-huh. And then my daughter watched it on, on, uh, on demand with me. And she, and she was, she says, dad, you got to watch this show. It's hilarious. And we were watching it. And I was like, this really is funny. And then I watched a couple of episodes kind of random to see. And it does feel like this is a show that when and Jason's it, turned around on it now. Too. Right, right, right. Yeah. But when I say when that show is on, it's hilarious that not every episode is, but when that the show, musical num- the musical I haven't show? watched that one yet. I've got it because I, it just has titles and I couldn't tell for yeah, sure. It's Larry Bird sings, I think. Is uh, I suspected. I watched the one where Larry Bird presents a film by Larry Bird. That was funny too. And it was hit or miss. But the thing I, I've spent the entire week afterwards going to my students because I, I had like five students in drama, and I had these this DVD, and I said, you know, like we can't go forward because it's a twenty two person class. There's a big field trip. You can't do anything with you know set 
that 17 kids aren't going to be able to do. So I said, I have this DVD. Can we watch? I have The Neighbors and Adventure Time. What do you want to watch? So we watched Adventure Time. Weird show. Yeah, that's very um, uh, and, and sometimes I think it's not really appropriate for kids. No, it's not. Um, I, I felt I felt that. My son has been bitter that his mother will not let him watch it. And I said, I'll make a deal. I will watch a couple of episodes on my own. And if I... Uh, you know, and so that I can at least explain back. I said, if I, if I think it's appropriate for you, you know, then I'll talk to your mom and we'll, and you can watch it. And I watched the first episode and I went, no, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, the the I, first episode I watched was not had, for his youth, 12 year olds, 13, 14. They're the ones that are really into yeah, it. Yeah. But Fine. even then there was like this one about, the the hero's girlfriend was mesmerized or or seduced somehow through magic to fall in love Princess with Princess Bumble Bubblegum. Uh, maybe. Uh, but to fall in love with the bad guy or the, the, uh, the Ice King? No, not the younger. Um, oh, um Marshall the Vampire King. Perhaps. I, it, it, but it, it it was it was creepy in that it was the suppression of a woman's personal will right. and all and, I get, I, I, and they were cohabitating too. It was, it was not, it, it was kind of like, it's kind of a weird show, but magic I, roofies, or but, something. but, but I can see that like adolescents really find it funny. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I'm, I want to give it more chances for myself. I don't necessarily want to. And, and that's an old DVD. I think like, I need to read the Wikipedia page. I first. was, I was sent the D, the DVDs a while ago oh. and finally got around to it. And, and I'm glad I watched it. This is not this is not a dismissal of Adventure Time. I just have to give it more. I was fascinated. There were things I found funny, um, but you know, I, yeah, I'm I, I, I'm going to say as a dad, I can't let my nine year old watch it. But I think in a couple of years, if it's still popular, then yes, we can go back uh-huh. and we'll watch it when he's a little older. Um, but the neighbors was we watched the one as I said that that film. And I've been saying to my students ever since, going, yes, blindsided. Every time I get them to say something nice, you know, it's like, yeah, that was a really good lesson. Blindsided. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to, for the neighbors. So movie-wise, we're working backwards. Normally we, we do this. Um, movie-wise, uh, Cersei Ronan has confirmed that she has read for Star Wars, but I think before – Star Wars Episode Seven actually formally gets announced with a cast. Everybody in the world who has a British accent yeah. will be confirmed. The big controversies to me are... Has Benedict Cumberbatch been confirmed yet? No, he has not been confirmed. Okay. So, well, so we got left to look forward to. Yes, uh, but we... Uh, and I heard a rumor, which I think is hilarious, that, Dan, that they've asked Daniel Day-Lewis to read for a role. I'm like... That'll blow his mind. There's like nothing historical for him to base his role on. He won't be able to do it. He'd explode. Did you see the? But new- Daniel Day Lewis in Star Wars would be awesome. Um, Did you see the new trailer for uh, the Hobbit? Desolation yes, of Smog? yes, with Benedict Cumberbatch's we get voice. Well. voice. It sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I'm looking like, forward to, even though, even though there's so, I don't want like, like Legolas in there. It's so I, dark in here. Let me light you. I don't like, I don't like having Legolas in that in the Hobbit. I'm having it a little makes, trouble with that too. It makes no sense because again, I makes, saw the action figures at Toys R Us, and I'm going. But it, uh, would, but it, what bothers me is it still is what bothered me with part one is the Hobbit isn't the Hobbit. It's the sequel. I mean, the, the book, the Hobbit, is the book. Right. Lord of the Rings is the sequel to the Hobbit. Right. But unfortunately. 
the movie version of is the, the sequel yes. to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And and that's and that's my problem. Um it's enjoyable enough, but it's you know, it's a shame. Um so that that aside, I just uh, wish you think about the production value on that film and the special effects and, yeah. and everyone they got. If they if he had not made it three films, imagine what a wonderful single film that would be if he just stuck straight to the book. And especially when you realize for the length of that book and it is charming and there's so much meandering and description and yeah. it's wonderful and I love the language and Luke and I are. You know, I'm reading it when I have him, and and he's very patiently going through and listening, and it's a and it's it's been a great experience because uh, I get to realize how good my son's memory is for stories, you know, mm. and um and and how truly excited he has been by Middle Earth, you know that that's for Christmas. Um, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So I say the the thing he wants. Don't tell Luke. Is a golem figure like we were right. at Toys R Us and he saw this big golem figure and then he does the voice. He's captivated by Gollum. He wants to watch Lord of the Rings. And I said, yeah, I think he's watched Fellowship with uh, a cousin. So I said, he kind of jumped ahead, but all right. you know. But Dad has the big Blu-ray version that's like 12 hours, and you know, you'll be a year older when we're done. Um, but when you, it's longer than that, actually. It's like 16 <laughs> yeah, hours. Yeah. Oh, God, it probably is. It's like two Blu-rays for each film. Yes. So uh, two deaths. So um, – when you compare that, the the actual plot of The Hobbit isn't that much. No. And when you realize, I hope I'm not spoiling this for anybody who hasn't read The Hobbit, um, but when you realize that you have this huge buildup to Smaug and the people you think of as the protagonists are huddled in the dark, scared, and they go, by the way, if you're wondering what's happening... Why you know what's happened meanwhile while they've been huddling in the dark? Oh yeah, everything got taken care of. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the most weirdly plotted book, and, you know. And then Luke and I had this discussion. He's just like you know, so um, oh, so Smaug is gonna be uh, oh, he's gonna be over by the second book. And I said, you know, really. He's going to find a way to make – you're not going to – it's not right. going to kill Smaug. Smaug is going to come back in the – Smaug is going to be in movie three because yeah, I Daenerys just – Daenerys Targaryen is going to be riding him in the third <laughs> third movie. Well, I suspect, that, I suspect that everything about Desolation of Smaug is going to lead up to the actual confrontation yeah. between Bilbo and Smaug. And then the third movie, movie will be with the death of Smaug and then the aftermath. Well, You've got to spread – Okay, got, so Bilbo, Bilbo encounters Smaug gets um steals the cup or whatever realizes right. realizes get, what the weak spot he gets is out of there and and there's no way in hollywood storytelling that his noticing that smaug has a weak spot in right. his armor is not going to come back and ha- you know he's going to make it all the way back to the lake people right but i think i think you're right i think he gets out and then smog and then the cliffhanger is smog is going to go down and take it out on the lake people <laughs> right, right right so that's what we're going to see is this last image of smog rising. rising yeah you know and then and then we begin with that although it's called the desolation of smog no the desolation is what's been happening in the last 60 years so you're going to go back and tell that part of the no, story? No, 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 But, I mean, but that's kind of We kind of got that in the first the, film. The desolation of Smaug is actually a geographical location. It's called, on the uh, map, it's the desolation. Yes, you're right. So that's what it is. It's like, as you get up there, right. everything is dead. And we're, and, you know. It's so, like saying Rivendell. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So it's okay. a place name. So, you know, there's that. Uh, we go back to Star Wars. The big controversy in the Star Wars casting is that Peter Mayhew, who has just undergone 
uh, complete knee replacement surgery because he's seven foot two. Yeah, he's huge. And that's has, the only thing he's had replaced. Has been unable to walk, and but now he has. He is going through physical therapy, and he is he is uh, determined, not demanding. God bless him. Determined that he is going to play Chewbacca. To, to Chewbacca. But apparently, they have put casting calls out to other actors who are seven foot two. Okay, the three others, and uh, both of them. <laughs> both of them. Three. Wait, we, neither of us can do math verbally. Then, uh, so uh, it's. Um, so that'll be interesting to see because I don't know when people say this. This is like okay, like I get it. Dave Prouse, like I finally read, and Michelle has confirmed some of this for me too. You know that because Michelle Saman, who occasionally was on the podcast, old time contributor to Fanboy Planet, very big in Star Wars fandom. That that Dave Prouse complains about how he's been frozen out, but it's because Dave Prouse had a problem with just leaking information because he liked he didn't understand initially how it was secret the relationship with the press works yeah yeah and now he's just bitter about stuff and so now nobody wants to tell him anything because he's like bitter and spills it you know so but but peter mayhew as much as i like him i don't know that i would say if peter mayhew wasn't in the suit would i know what di- would i really know yeah i don't know it it i i can't i can believe that another actor could go in there and make us feel like it's the same Chewbacca, especially since it's an early, it's a, a younger a, one. Uh, no, it's an older one. Older, older, one, older yeah. one as well. So yeah. the idea that um, it has to be the same shamble walk that he had or whatever, I don't, I'm not even buying that. The The idea that I like the idea that there's actor continuity. And, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's also nice because what else – is Peter Mayhew going to do, yeah. you know, besides adventure time, the live action film. Yeah. Don't hurt me. All right. Uh, which speaking of man, you got, are you, have you started going into thrilling adventure hour? Because every, not, every I'm now not. and then I encounter an episode that I'm like, Rick would really, I looked really at like, how many there are. I know I'm, I'm about halfway through. So I have to through. start with one. I feel like you do. I really do. I, I because, looked at it and it's, I, it and it's, like, and it's worth it. Okay. Uh, there are some I you know I don't like so I'm gonna go back. It was, here's a podcast review, people. Sparks Nevada, um, Marshall on Mars, is hilarious, and and that's one where uh, Nathan Fillion has come in as a spinoff character named Cactoid Jim. Both have solo stories in the graphic novel. Okay. And uh, I'm 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 so. And the thing is, I'm I'm. They, there is a continuity to that show. And, and I feel like it is. Well, you, you talked me into it before in the previous I know, episode. I know. But I, and right now I'm listening to Game of uh, not Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, The Dances with Dragons. Oh, okay. When I finish that one in a then couple of weeks, you got to get into this. Um, then then I'll, I'll definitely because, jump into this because I'll say now apparently they spun another or they at least they piloted another idea off of uh, Sparks Nevada. Um, and I can't remember what it's called, but my uh, but and hopefully he'll be a guest. If, if only as a call-in, separate interview, we'll edit into a podcast in the next couple of weeks. My friend Chris Tallman, who was in the Milwaukee Comedy Sports many, 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 many years ago, and we were friends from the Comedy Sports Network, is now, he is both, uh, he has joined the Work Juice players, I don't know how regularly, uh, as part of the spinoff cast, of, uh, and he is also now one of the leads in a Nickelodeon superhero family sitcom called The Thundermans. 
that will start in uh, two weeks. So uh, he's very excited and very happy. These Nickelodeons are actually going to be wearing their underwear on the outside. Right. Um, I'm very happy to hear, you know, because he reiterated, I I saw his posting about having been on Thrilling Adventure and I was like, wow, Chris, I can't believe it. Not only do I have to make sure, you know, you're already on my favorite podcast, but it's going to be weeks before I catch up to your episode. And he confirmed. He said, yeah, you you know, you really want to, you know, you at least want to get through the Sparks Nevada to catch up. And, uh, but he says he listens to the podcast, really, really digs it. So he's actually, a, he didn't say, use the word fan, but he's a listener and, and enjoys, and he wishes that he could just get away and come up and sit down at seven stars with us and be on, but he can't, you know, hey, so if he makes it, we'll buy him a link. I was, corn dog. Well, this is what I, t- that's what I told him. I said two and things. Some of that cinnamon, cinnamon flavored fire water. Two things drink. I said, I said, man, we get you to, we get you to San Jose I'm going to make you talk to 22 Catholic schoolgirls, and then I'm going to buy you one at a time, one at a time, <laughs> and then I'm going to make you, uh, and, and then I'm going to buy you the the meat product of your choice and a beverage at at and talk nerd stuff all night long at Seven Stars Bar and Grill, uh, you know the nerdiest nerdiest club in America, and uh, so uh, I, I will hope we get in. But anyway, so there's that. There's uh, the one that I think you'd really like is Beyond Belief. Which is Paul F. Tompkins and Paget Brewster, and those are the ones that are um, they're Nick and Nora Charles if they were right. psychics, right. or if they see the dead, they go they see dead people, they see ghosts. And I realize no episode so far has really actually had ghosts, which is really funny to it. But they parody so many other uh, su- supernatural stories, and you can't even tell if if Nick and Nora, if Frank and Sadie Doyle are modern day or if it's set back in the thirties. Uh, because at one point Frank's origin story involves being one of the three investigators from Alfred Hitchcock and the three investigators. Okay. But like boy detectives, so it's that trope, but they go up against it and <laughs> the giant ant? No, it the the evil clown. Oh. Oh. <laughs> who makes fun of them and no, it's the giant ant was them. Uh, right. right. No, no, it it, it you it, know it, Stephen King's Stephen it. King's it yeah. who makes fun Pennywise. of Pennywise. Pennywise. We don't call him Pennywise. He's just an evil clown that can change shapes. <laughs> and it's James Urbaniak, so it's Doctor Venture. Oh my god! And so James Urbaniak is one of the regular virtues players. And there's this other one where he plays Nikola Tesla, like the the the, the Adventures of Colonel. Um, Colonel I'm TikTok. I'm totally sold on this. But what I love, but the show is so subtle. Like so, James Urbaniak is playing Tesla. And, and there's a fight between Tesla and Einstein. And when Tesla starts speaking, it's David Bowie. And it's a subtle joke because David Bowie is, is Tesla pres- in The Prestige. And you're just like, and one, oh, my God, Urbaniak does a note perfect David Bowie impersonation. But it's just like, uh, yeah, does he do, I know you're so Does he do the Bowie character on uh, Venture I don't Brothers? think he does. Huh. And But he should. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, loving that show. And so hopefully we'll, we'll be getting uh, Chris Tallman on very very soon and talk about that because i also like that nickelodeon has that's a, what we call foreshadowing kids. yeah well that, absolutely and no, be, definitely we're just trying to make it make it work with his schedule and um because he's in the midst of the thundermans apparently is so it is <laughs> that name cracks me up. it cracks me up it does not start for another two weeks but nickelodeon had before before the first episode broadcast gave it the full season order like it was supposed to be just like six, so now they're back in and they're. So do you know anything? Is it like he's Thunder Man and he marries a woman? She's Thunder Woman, and they're they're, they're all the, the Thunder Man. They're, they're the super. So they're the Thundermans. Yes, <laughs> it, it's like perfect. You know, he's the dad because Chris wow. is probably somewhere around my age. You know, so it's like the middle aged superhero dad like dealing with this and so kind of like the uh, Incredible, sort of um, like the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, you know, we're looking forward to that. Uh, let's go comics. Let's let's do those. Oh my comics. God, we've gone backwards through movies. So this was a light week. Was it? Because I still spent a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, well, but <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe it was after all those. Uh, oh, DC you know what? Books. I want to make a movie and comics thing. So today, just before I came down here, uh, news broke. Boom Studios, which of course I'd done a nice feature, and they were very kind and let me back in. Just signed a first look deal with 20th Century Fox, okay. which goes two ways. And this is really cool. I'm 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 looking for the catch, not because I don't trust Ross Ritchie over there. I'm looking for the catch because I just expect this is the way things work in Hollywood. So it's a first look deal, which means that um they get first dollar profits. Um, so a percentage goes directly. So whether a movie is successful or not based right. on a boom, pro- boom, uh, property that they were guaranteed a minimum amount of an upfront payment, which then gets split 50, 50 between the publisher and the creators. So really wow. the best deal. Wow. Um, image might be a better deal being that they let you can keep a hundred percent of your rights. Yeah. But who, but it's the rare creator who could negotiate, that strong a deal with a studio and, and guarantee frankly, some of those rights just aren't worth right right hold but, on to you know and who knows i mean but, but but it does seem interesting the flip side for it is that now um that that boom can go through the 20th century back catalog they're already doing planet of the apes but they can go through the back catalog of, of 20th century fox properties and have the right as part of this deal to just take them and use them and do and revive them as comic book properties, not aliens, not predators because the predator, because those are currently with dark horse. Uh-huh. Um, although who knows, you know, dark horse might want to just let them go. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but it, but it is an interesting, it seems very, very favorable to comics creators. Yeah. Because this one thing, and so I was like, I saw the article on comics Alliance and I was disappointed uh, just a little miss is, you know, that um, they mentioned, you know, because Fox has produced two guns. No, Universal produced two guns. Universal also has the Boom Studios pro- uh, project called uh, Daymen about the guys that run during the day while the, va- you know, with the vampire families that are running running uh, the country. And uh, so the Daymen are doing their, their – but, but there's a lot coming out from Boom right now. Um, that are that are really interesting books, and one that I think I picked up number two this week, uh, a book called Hit. Did you pick up Hit? I did not. Okay, so we'll go through the stack, and I'll come back to it. So, okay. like I picked up, oh. I know. Let's go back and forth. You pick up, you pick one off your stack, then. I'll... Okay, so okay. I, I picked up Phantom Stranger, which yeah. is now officially called Trinity of Sin: Colon, colon Phantom, Phantom Stranger. Stranger. But it is just written by Jam DeMatteis. Need a colonoscopy, right? And no, because Jam Jam DeMatteis is doing a great job. Who of, is that on the front cover? This is Sin Eater. That's the the guy that, and you you dropped it. Okay, so Sin Eater is the guy whose life the Phantom Stranger took over. He was a serial uh, killer okay, yes. who was married and had kids, and right, so he was about and to kill him. And, so yeah. the Phantom Stranger took him. He's become like an art, which I understand. From today's modern superhero storytelling, the Phantom Stranger's always had a really crappy. Right. Doesn't really have a rogues gallery. Tanarak, I guess, and and, and Tala. Um, is it Tala? Well, it's what's uh, Razagul's daughter's name is is uh, Talia. Talia, yeah, and and the Phantom Stranger's the woman Tala. is Tala. Okay. Um, so, um, so a way to kind of modif- modernize. All right. 
James DeMatteis took a really crappy reboot and has injected the James DeMatteis kind of spiritual flavor and is wrestling with larger issues in a way that actually has depth. Okay. So it's gotten a little better. I'm still not sold on the superheroization of The Phantom Stranger, which has seemed to have happened. But on the flip side, another book that I may have to pick up as a result is that James DeMatteis is taking over Justice League Dark. So writing those supernatural characters... I is right in his wheelhouse, and I can hardly wait to okay. see what he uh, has okay. to do with that. So, go ahead, pick up your next. So I got, I've got uh, for every evil number two. Can I you got that it's too. Only, only the second issue of this after all that we had all these villains. Yeah, uh, uh, for what it's worth, this wouldn't have been a good lenticular cover. I don't think, not no. necessarily. Um, but we got the. Uh, but we ha- have you had a chance to read it yet? Because I, I, I haven't had a chance, to read, had anything, a chance so to read it. I'm looking forward to that. This looking week. forward to. Uh, all right, here's an interesting that. series I was picking up. Trillium by Jeff Lemire. Interesting. You're all so overt- I've been really trying to yeah. explore deep. And this is a sci-fi romance. Jeff Lemire admitted this is kind of like out of his wheelhouse. I heard somebody talking about this. Because he did Sweet Tooth. And Sweet Tooth, he says, you know, it was a very realistic. It was an extrapolation of what kind of America was going to be in about 20 years. This is his first time in world building and creating an alien landscape. Is this a, like, a, is like a huge city or something? Is that- well, it's hard to this is only issue three okay um and so it's hard to tell what's really there's there's a a human-like civilization in the far future Uh that is dealing with uh an alien making contact with an alien race this blue guy on the cover here um and they have this power source that is this this weird kind of like a a skinny uh remember alice the goon yes it does look like that they have a power source that's flowers that are these weird blossoms. And so this space scientist takes the blossom and it transports her back in time to the early 1920s with this, uh, I, I think he was a British explorer, like in these Incan ruins. He certainly looks and so she's And so she's teleported into, uh, they meet in the Incan ruins in the 20s and real, and they fall in love. And so it's this it's this intergalactic, love story that's that also thousands of years apart and they're realizing piecing together that they're from different times as well and you know so but they've had but they're like the soulmates interesting so it's kind of an interesting idea so is this a, a known writer that we jeff lamar he's the guy who's oh, writing okay. uh animal man and uh yeah you know right, right. um so uh or was it uh, yes Interesting yes, Animal place. Man or Swamp Thing. Interesting place to put his name. Oh, um, but... And and so no, he Jeff Lemire's yeah. truly was a complete control, cool. uh, complete uh, good, good, good. And I, you know, he is a cartoonist. I mean, he, you know, this is a book that's all just Jeff Lemire, so it's interesting. Greenlander number twenty four, Lights Out Part One. This is going to continue that whole series about where the uh, where the light came from for the ah, rings. The... Okay, you can tell me later. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. And this is uh, this is going to. This issue is probably going to kill it for me or get me hooked back in again. All right. Then we'll take it. All right. Because it is the beginning of another. I, I feel I'm, I've got I've got spectrum exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, so here is Swamp Thing, which I was I going to. I too. was going to drop Swamp Thing when they changed creative teams. But Charles Soule uh, got me Are you me caught in. up on this? I am. The whole thing with the cedar. With the cedar and you John the Constantine and the, and the yeah. whiskey town. Yeah. It was a really good, again, talking about good, creepy char- creating a character, uh, giving an arch nemesis, again, mm-hmm. to a character who doesn't have really a rogues gallery, as witnessed by Villains Month that had to go back to Arcane. Right. Um, but A character this, who's really tired. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and I and I, I I liked the villains month story of him. It made more sense. I yeah. it was trying to make the whole thing make sense. But um, but they can't write a decent story with him. No, I mean uh, it's all played out. It's yeah. played out. And Cedar is an, a new interesting idea. An interesting idea. Yeah, very. And the right kind of villain, one who does on the surface mean well, right? Does not understand what the consequences right. of what he's doing. So yeah. I really like that Charles Soule. Great. I really enjoyed that. I'm going to skip Sca- Savage Wolverine and pick up. That's Star next Wars. on my stack too. Wow. Here we go. The Star Wars number two. Hey, look, a nuclear explosion in the background. Huh. Yeah. Enter Kane Starkiller. Will he save the galaxy or destroy it? Yeah. No, it's not that. Uh, no, it's the Empire Strikes. But not back. No. Because it's a different empire. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. And we do have we do have a, a battle between Jedi on the front cover. All right. Yeah. But a different kind of Jedi. Bendu, by the way. Yeah, Bendu. That's, uh, uh, so up next on me would be Shadow Now. Oh, so the, I did not see that one. Okay. Uh, no, thankfully Steve just pulled it for me. I did not. Okay. I didn't pull it, but he suspected that I'd like it, so it went in there. The dynamite number one. So this is a updated? shadow in 2013. Okay. So it should be interesting. I have, again, like you, have not had a chance to open a single book. Superior foes of Spider-Man. I did not. Which buy is that. which is just again establishing the rogues gallery type thing for, yeah. for Spider-Man. Which ties in. We know um, you might as well do these these photos because a lot of these characters are going to show up in Amazing Spider-Man three. Uh, we know that they're heading for yeah. Sinister Six, no question. So uh, I've also picked up. No, it's not Infinity. It's Mighty Avengers two. But you could, I could be. I almost passed this up. I enjoyed Mighty Avengers. Mighty Avengers number one was a bright and colorful cover, and instead this was. I'm sorry. This is the rare right now. I feel like the rare Marvel misstep of this stupid infinity branding has just made it impossible to follow which damn book I'm trying to buy. I have to write that down because I didn't get that one pulled. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Um, I want to get shadow now and, and uh, mighty Avengers number two, another book, which I think I'd mentioned while you're writing this down, Lazarus uh, by Greg Rucka and Michael Lark from image comics. This book right away, uh, this is another one. I thought, you know what? If somebody wants to, and Rucka's hot because they're going to do Queen and Country as a film. Right. Um, this would actually make a really good low budget. I mean, I want to say low budget. It wouldn't cost too much to make as a television series. Now, he's got a metallic arm. This is sci-fi? or It's is a sci-fi a- show. So a Lazarus is that basically society has collapsed. Mm-hmm. The wealthy families, so society uh, society is is uh, divided. Into, I'll, I'll, I know I'll get one of the sl- the slang. Let me guess. Wrong. There's a one percent that has most of the wealth. The one percent are the families, and the families have taken their resources. And one member of the family is given all the science. The the as, as sorry as the the science part about it, the nanotech. I did read this. All the nanotech, right. all the things. So the Lazaruses. Each family has a Lazarus, has a, Lazarus. a family member who's a warrior. Who can who basically cannot be killed, mm-hmm. so they protect the family, and then there's a then there's a like a ten percent which are the serfs that have devoted and thrown their lot in with the family, and then all the rest of the population are called waste, and so I mean it's right. really blunt about where this econ- economic future is headed. It's it's bold. It's great storytelling because not everything is as it seems, and there's backstabbing, and there's you know there's these there's intrigue between the families, political and, family yeah. intrigue, and then realizing you know what what's trying to figure out what's really going on. 
It and the thing is, and in the back of each issue, uh, Greg Rucka is doing a lot of scientific research. He's in contact with Warren Ellis, was kind of helping him as a consultant. They don't, although they've never met face to face, so he provides links and and praises of articles in scientific magazines uh-huh. that are leading towards the What's concepts he's there? talking about. So it's a socially aware, socially conscious book as well. I am digging it. So I got to drop forward a little bit. We got Captain America, the living legend number one uh-huh, by Andy Diggle. Yeah. So this is uh, stories back in uh, world war two. Yeah. So, and I think that, uh, well, did you notice that in infinity captain America is essentially immortal? Yes. Because, because, they, because they acknowledged he, that he, he had, had been aged gone in for, uh, yeah. And, but he didn't look any, yeah, that was, uh, you're, you when that comes out in a graphic novel, I highly recommend that run. Uh, that, yeah, uh, I, well, I plan to, yeah. I, and, it, and it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I, Captain America is one of those characters. Yeah, they accidentally hit on the Infinity Formula early, right? And, you know, so yeah, uh, the Hunger got that. Okay, so the Hunger number three. I can't find. <laughs> I don't know where I put my number one. I don't know. I think I missed one and two. I got number two because uh, I read it this last weekend, but I didn't read number one. Uh, but I know I have number one, so it's in a bag somewhere. But this is. Uh, uh, Joshua Hale Fialker, Fialkov dealing with uh, Galactus having merged with the Galactus swarm from the right. Ultimate Universe. Uh, really digging it. I thought really cool. I want to see this destruction. So go ahead. Okay, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in this order because we have Chapter 6 of All New X-Men, Battle of the Atom. This is uh, issue number 17. And uh, look at the cover, the all kinds of variant-looking um, X-Men. You've got a cross between oh, yeah, yeah. Jubilee and Domino down there at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah. And then a Sabretooth and Colossus, it looks like, up on the top. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so. Well, and is this part of, is this fitting in with Time is Broken? Yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the ram- ramifications of uh, the yeah. all-new X-Men. But I suspect this follows that. You have all-new X-Men special, number one. Which is, I was told that this is a one shot, but it, it is, is part the one of part one of uh, part one of the arms of the octopus, one of three. So I'm not sure. Are you telling me that Marvel's lying by creating a one shot that's really one of three shot? Well, I think the one the there'll this be, is part be, one. There'll, there'll be, be another other, title. other titles. I might even say Superior Spider-Man might have a special. I might guess that arms this is somehow of the going octopus. to tie back into the Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> so we'll see. Funny this, how we both came to that conclusion. conclusion. This from Boom Studios hit. So this is sort of. Um, this is if James Elroy was placed and was written by Bryce Carlson and and, and why this got so publicity. Bryce Carlson is a man uh, editor at Boom, and Vanessa R. L. Del Vanessa R. R. Del Rey is the artist. And uh, this, I think, Discovery. I don't know what else she's drawn besides Hit. She's great and really has this this noir style down. So this is set in the 50s and it's like uh, James Elroy tackling the gangster squad and the hat squad. Okay. Um but apparently Bryce Carlson says, you know, he's done done the research and this is a although a fictionalized story uh, that that basically even worse than the gangsters and the hit squad and the hat squad, there were guys that were basically police assassins that were just told out and out, here's this criminal, take him out. Right behind the scenes, so it's about one of those guys who is, who is one of the one of the hit guys uh, on the police force who is then of course 
brought down by a dame who's nothing but trouble. Um, it's uh, really and, it's, and it's the way of the world, man. It's really well written. It's really well drawn. And I'm and when I saw the 20th Century Fox announcement, I'm like, okay, there's going to be a movie of hit. There just has to be because it's so obviously they've done right and easily done. You know, in a in a good medium medium budget, It'll be a great great movie like L.A. Confidential. So cool. I'm really enjoying this book. And it's only issue two of four, so it's a short short series. But really, the first issue just knocked me off my socks. So, Iron Man number 16, The Secret Origin of Tony Stark continues. And I have to say that um, it has lived up to that title, that subtitle, yeah. The Secret Origin of Tony Stark. And it it's it's wonderful that they are able to do something like this without invalidating anything that's gone before. It's I love retcons that are clever. The way that – and it's not even a retcon. It's kind of like this is a story that was happening all the time and you just never knew it. No, that's a retcon. I thought a retcon was when they changed. No, that's a, well, I mean, at its worst, that's what a retcon is. Okay. At its best, a retcon is you go, ah, I just didn't know that, and you and believe that. this would that. be the best best kind. Um, now, if someone thinks there's a better word for that, I'm all for it. Which, remind me, please, someone did send in a letter, uh, a word for our... Uh, Oh, for, oh, for the, the feeling yes, of yes, so we okay, will. okay, we get the letters. We're, we're going. It's backwards. It was, night. It's backwards night. Um, the Celestials, the Right Jellian Recorders. This has been a really good run. You yeah, know, and and Tony Stark is uh, characterized uh, excellently. Yeah, I say next up. Oh, I'm still reading Earth Two. I so, got that one as well. So I'll go there. Um, I'm also uh reading which you don't have, Ferris, uh, which is the spinoff series. I've been to buying Fables. that in trades only. In trades, yeah. right? So. Uh, I kind of enjoy this. I, I don't feel it's a necessity. It's the one. I mean, all I buy all that stuff just in trades because I just know I want to keep it. Yeah, I, I want to loan yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it, but that's all you can say about it. Go ahead. Spider-Man Dark Knights. Marvel Dark Knights. Knight, Marvel Knights. Uh, oh, I missed that. Yeah. The, one of the five. Matt Kent. Um, and we've got, uh, it looks like we got Werewolf and we've got. Is that Morbus? That would be Morbius. That would be Electro, I'm guessing. But I'm not, I'm not actually. That looks like Super Mario Brothers. Um, that's the lizard. Do you think that, that's the lizard? Yeah. yeah or, that, or I, think, I think you're right. And upper left is the vulture. Is that the vulture? Yeah, that looks, it like looks the vulture. beefy for the vulture. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Oh, I think it's, who's it's that? stylized. Uh, uh, it's like uh, 8-bit man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh so I don't, Marvel Knights has always been kind of a weird thing. I don't know why they go back to that title like every six years. Because they want you to know it's, it's out of continuity and it's hard hitting. You know, or it's supposed is to be a harder the, is edge. That the tr- that's the, that's the theory behind it. Yeah. So was yeah, it that the, way in the first time? The first time? Uh, it, it evolved into it. Okay. Because it became things like when the Punisher was a, a Punisher for the because Lord. it was all the darker Knight kind of characters. Yeah. Wolverine, the Punisher. Right. 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 You know, so, not Wolverine. Uh. uh uh, Daredevil, Moon Knight, Moon Knight Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, I think Wolver- there was a Marvel Knights Wolverine too. They, they tried it. So yeah. uh, Doctor Who, Prisoners of Time, has been the 50th anniversary thing that IDW is doing, and they're going to lose it. They're going to lose the license at the end of the year, and yeah, Titan will carry it over. They're doing a real good job. With I them. really like this series because for someone like me who's dabbled in the Doctors, this was a great 12 issue. Each issue has been a story 
in the, with a different doctor and their psychics. You learn. I, I learned a did lot. Did they already come out with a trade of the first six? So? Yes, I think they I did. Think so. I think they did. So, uh, and this is the uh, Christopher Eccleston uh, one. Yeah. That, the, the ninth doctor. Pretty so, good characterization of it on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the covers have been great. The inside yeah. art has been a little hit or miss, but I but I enjoy it. Um, I, I I like the story. I'm dying to know who it is. Yeah. And we'll see. And look, we both hit this one at the same time. Action, action comics. comics. 24 with the new psycho pirate and i gotta say this did not irritate me did you read i didn't read it but i read the origin of the psycho pirate in action comics annual Uh uh-huh the whole thing with hive all the psychics and the fallout of brainiac so this is cywar yeah cywar colon psycho pirate so we're gonna get more psionic well uh, have you caught up with this is what happened is that is that um when Brainiac came, so this is now the revision of Brainiac, as uh, Jeff Johns has said, um, says that he touched, uh, people were infected by his waves, that Brainiac was creating a yes, version of himself. Yes, so yes. the Psycho Pirate is one who's been touched by Hive, and, and there's been an implication that Hector Hammond might have been part of this as well. I did like the new Hive. Yeah, so I like the new Hive, I like the new Hector Hammond, and the Psycho Pirate's part of this too, is this okay. guy who... Thought that if he found the Medusa mask, it might help him control, and then it turned him into the Psycho Pirate. Okay. So when I realized, well, of course, the old 1940s Psycho Pirate doesn't exist. The one that was in Animal Man, the one right. that was in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, he's just not there anymore. This is not a bad update. And, and don't get me Wasn't wrong. Wasn't it the Psycho Pirate who remembered what the world was like before? Well, that's the... what happened in Animal Man. In yeah. Grant Morrison, it was, everything leaked out. He remembered... Because that was a little thing that was left by Marv Wolfman at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths. The yeah. Psycho Pirate remembered everything. And in Animal Man, everything came leaking out, including several realities we'd never seen. And so then he was aware. And by the way, uh, this is on my Christmas list and it'll be on my, it'll be on my <laughs> Christmas recommendation is that the Animal Man Omnibus, which is all of Grant Morrison's run, uh-huh. which is very gra- groundbreaking, even though... When you realize that he cycles through and he comes back to these same themes about, you know, they're as good as real. And the, the comic book heroes are as good as real people as mm-hmm. long as you, you know, you get energy from reading these stories. And that's what's happening, the meta commentary in Animal Man. Right. Uh, but to have it all in one beautiful volume, because uh, I have the trade paperbacks and I, you know, but it's, it's still just like to have nice and ones. So I give the trades to my kids when they're old enough. I think my daughter might be old enough to, to, to appreciate it. So how many of those book podiums are you going to need now? Uh, no, I don't have any of the omnibuses. Oh, yeah. So this is because the, I tried picking one up. Podium. This would be this would be the first one I'd break okay. down and buy the omnibus for. Okay. Be, uh, or ask someone, perhaps Santa Claus would deliver uh, a great. Um, and then this graphic novel came out today. So I picked this up Which because it's that? Warren Ellis, Avengers Endless Wartime. Controversial because they accidentally released it a month ago when the on-sale date was today. So a lot of stores have been sitting on it because it shipped a month ago and Marvel said, no, 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 we're not ready. You're not supposed to, You're not supposed to sell it. So apparently some stores sold a few issues, but they were told by Diamond that if they if they found out these things got on. So my store was good. Clark Gregg written. He's, he writes the introduction. Yeah, introduction by Clark Gregg. Cool. And so um, – this is very much uh, in keeping with the movie Team. Uh, it's Warren Ellis, who you can't go wrong. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with Warren Ellis. Uh, it's a nice hardcover uh, with uh, Mike McCone art. I love Mike McCone's artwork. So I felt it was worth spending the 20 or so bucks, you know, depending on your retailer discount, um, to pick up this hardcover 
graphic novel, original graphic novel from Marvel. And uh, it was because that's I, something you don't see a lot of too. You don't see a lot of original graphic novels in, no, anymore. It's no. usually trade reprint stuff, right? So you know, I, I I'm aside on scene, I'm going to recommend this. Yeah, and we'll see. And then we were going to talk about you know, I mentioned that I was reading things over the weekend, so I'm I'm still smattering my way through Forever Evil, and that was one of the questions I think Brian Shimada put on Facebook. Like, are you as tired? Are you glad Villains Month is over? Mm-hmm. And here's what I discovered, and I just want to say in between and. There are books who say like Swamp Thing, really enjoyable. Animal Man, really enjoyable. Action, I've been kind of flitting around because the continuity of between action and Superman has been a little messed up too. Right, right. But what I discovered this weekend was I grabbed, I, I took a group of students up to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. So I was up in Ashland, long bus ride, and I just grabbed a big bag of comics. That's what I always do. I, I grab too many things to read and then get mad at myself and everything because I also took up Dr. Sleep. Uh, the, the the new Stephen King novel and never crack that open. And then of course I buy like five plays and then I crack one open and I'm like, yeah, but I got through all this bag of comics that I, that I brought up. Um, and what I noticed was one, I had not gone far back enough in my bags as to, you know, the really the oldest week that I hadn't read. And, and, so, and clearly at some point, and I don't remember doing it. I threw like two or three bags together because there were, like two consecutive issues of of certain books, certain titles in there. And I was and I accidentally read a couple of them in reverse order. So here's what I discovered and want to say about uh, about uh even though I'm not liking the branding on Marvel with the infinity. Uh-huh. Um that's just a cover treatment. That's it's a cover treatment. Art director's right, right. I think it's a bad art. It's been goofy. I think it's a bad art art decision. Yeah. But I read a lot of Marvel books thus out of con, out of out of order, and this includes even not the Infinity. I, I read Deadpool, which I loved. You know, I read Deadpool issues out of order, and it didn't. <laughs> that almost. It, no, no, no. But, I, but, just, but, 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 but to make the point was. No, I, I, I know the president's. I read. Fl- I read. Thing. No, that's long gone. That's. But it had a it had a continuity to it. But I, Deadpool is almost like. No, no, Deadpool. Ha- no, Deadpool has a very straightforward continuity right now, and a really good. Okay, I, I don't know. Have you been reading it? I actually got Deadpooled out. I was buying okay. everything. Okay, well, the the Dead Presence things was hilarious. Yeah, I, 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 that was really good, really well done. And then this other thing that started off funny, and then you realize it's kind of sad. Is that there's a group going around, and they consistently take Deadpool out and harvest his organs. And like so, and usually they wipe his memory. So this episode was like was funny that he woke up in the middle of the of the Harvesting. urban legend of being in the bathtub, in the bathtub full bathtub of ice, and they were taking his kidneys out. And then and then the implication is, no, this has happened to him many many times. And then so now that's the plot of not only does he have the shield agent's personality stuck in his head as a result of the he was fighting dead presidents, he went to hell. He made a deal with Mephisto, which made a lot more sense than the deal that Peter Parker made. You know, and it, it's funny, but it's also kind of a oh, there's a, and they, there's a real uh, there's a pathos to it. Yeah, that and as the best funny book should do, and the best comedy should do is, I used to disagree and say like we shouldn't care about the characters. If you have a good plot and hold on to that, that's what makes the the comedy resonate with me, and that's what makes the story resonate. I still care more about the story. Then did you make me laugh? And so, like a bad comedy, if the story is still there, I'll probably be into that, you know. 
Um, and so that's kind of what's yeah, ha- happening yeah. with Deadpool. The Deadpool actually has a continuity going, and he's like begging Wolverine for help because remember we were you know part of the same thing, and it, it's really clever. But they also keep doing these issues out of time, like oh it's a fill-in issue, and it's Deadpool in the seventies um, with Luke Cage and and uh, and Iron Fist. Iron Fist. So here's here's for hour. But reading these things out of order didn't matter, and I don't mean that as in. It's like if I already knew the answer to a, to a, a plot thing, I could still go back and really enjoy the depth of the writing in an issue, even if I already knew the answers to because the questions. Because you had already read the punchline, right? Issue. If I, even if I'd already read the punchline issue, like a lot with Infinity, right? With the Avengers crossovers, reading those out of order, I'm still like, and even FF. So it's not just Hickman. FF was like I actually I think I consistently I read three FFs in complete reverse order. Yeah, and it was satisfying each one ff in particular has been writing the writing's been really good and each one of the issues is a complete mini story in continuity even though it feeds on. it feeds into something it, else. It, so it, it works just as well yeah. backwards like you see in one issue julius caesar and i was like okay, that was a great what you know see yeah. it's what caesar doing and then i went back to issues and got to how they met julius caesar and was like oh right it didn't bother me that i knew what was going? It was like, ben, oh, Bentley that's and how that Caesar. happened. That's like, you know, I was like, that's how that happened. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, and really just digging that series. Actually, but, I, I'd say that FF and Fantastic Four are, oh, both, oh, no, are no. both definitely doing that same thing. And it, another another and book where it was okay that I read it out of out of out of order. And I just that's that's the way comics used to be. Even things like the the Fantastic Four, which would have arcs like the Galactus arc and right. stuff. They would have issues you could pick up, and you wouldn't feel cheated when you set it down finished. Flip side, and I'm even going to go back to the 80s. So I, I finally got around to reading the Rocket Raccoon collection. You know, I, I go ahead, and I'm just saying, and 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 this is not a cut. This is again how chewy that book was. Mm-hmm. That was four issues, right? And that took me so much longer to get through than any four issues, any random four issues of. A modern book. So I had that in there with a whole stack of titles. That just, it took me like at least 40 minutes to get through Rocket Raccoon. And I mean that as a positive. And that's oh, yeah. just something about the storytelling that it was, there was so much going on on a page, so much to, to, to get through. And in a good way, it was really, it was really worth every penny. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know, and I think I spent eight bucks on that. And if you think, okay, two bucks an issue, my God. You know, and I. So I, I'm right there with you. And in fact, I signed up for Marvel Unlimited Plus. But I thought you hated Marvel Unlimited Plus. They have revamped it oh. because you can now check them out and have them sink down on your iPad. And take them with you on the road up to up to ten or twelve Which issues. Which you didn't used to be able to do. You could only read them online, and you had to have a connection when you were online. And now they're letting you sync those down. And guess what? What was the first thing I downloaded to reread? Rocket Raccoon. Exactly. <laughs> so um, that's that's awesome. And and at New York Comic Con, well, there's the, a special on it right now. It's, they've it's, got a Rocket like Raccoon. The they've got a plushy Rocket Rocket Raccoon exclusive to <laughs> New York <laughs> Comic Con. I'm like, damn. Well, I'm getting a. I'm, apparently, I'm getting a uh, an plushy, age of Ultron, a Ultron, uh, a plushy Ultron. That's no, exactly I think what you want. Metal. If you squeeze him, he says, "Daddy." He says, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, I want a drink of oil." Exterminate. Uh, so, but what I found was when I was reading New Fifty Two books in reverse order. Yeah, 
accidentally, and, and that's not all of them, but really just just to find that I had no problem with any Marvel book I picked up. New 52, I read Flash and Aquaman, and I love what Jeff Johnson done with Aquaman to realize it doesn't read well in reverse order. I don't, once I know the answer, the writing and the characterization just isn't strong enough to, it's, it's what do we call that? The uh, mystery in a, the mystery box storytelling, right? That new 52 is, is mystery box storytelling because, but once you solve the mystery, there's no point, there's no enjoyment right. to it. And, and that's okay within the, within the corpus of a single story. If I was reading but it as a trade over. paperback, right, or in the yeah, exactly, and so that's where I, I feel like New Fifty Two is is making disappointment, and a lot of my friends, and I have some outside of this podcast, uh, have really not liked Villain Month because mm-hmm. everything's origins. I'm like, yeah, they are, but like I picked up, I read over the weekend uh, the Riddler. I that was one and of my I, favorite and I, issues, and I liked the Riddler because it felt like. What I had to get, I, I forgot in context of Villain Month, was where the Riddler is like saying, you know, they say Batman's gone. When oh, that's right, because of Forever Evil, right? They said the Justice League is dead, but I forgot that because I'd gotten bogged down in so many origin issues that did not pay attention to Forever Evil at all, right? And so it was just like a retelling of how this was. Like I read Joker's Daughter, when interesting revamp of Joker's Daughter, though very much like Typhoid Mary and created by the same person, Anne Nocenti, right? Um, and just really wasn't sure because it definitely is dealing with, with girls' self-esteem as part of the origin. And so I really wasn't sure what message was really being sent. So I may have to go back and revisit that. But a lot of them had been indeed. It's just like now we have to retell how they really are. You know, like, so the Brainiac one explains the new version of Brainiac. Yep. Okay. Um, I can't remember what, what, uh, Rogue's Revenge. Uh, or would actually, there's going to be a spinoff series of Forever Evil called Rogue's Revenge, and the Rogues for Flash. Little tweaks to what their origin is to make them all more tightly in the in the Hollywood eyes. They're all really really bound together instead of they're just bound together because they hated the Flash together. Right. Right. Um, but it was the one where I realized, Jeff, if I may speak to you, Mister Johns, um, because. One of the very first interviews we did with Fanboy Planet uh, for Fanboy Planet was that I did was with Jeff Johns when he had just started on the Flash, okay. and so I you know early on we talked about his obsessions with like the Rogues, how much he loves the Rogues and Captain Cold, and and he'd love to write a Captain Cold miniseries. And I think back to that because we had such a nice long conversation. Great guy, and this is why I I get mad at myself when I don't like his work because he's he was so kind in the early days of Fanboy Planet, and I'm sure it would be again, but it's just. That I the Rogues book in particular brought home again. You're retelling the same stories like five times in the last twelve years. Yes, and everybody just is redoing their take on whatever classic story was set up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, and I know, I know we were supposed to age out. We didn't, and the new re- but the new readers aren't necessarily coming in. So you're gonna have to find the books that are making me. Get the most excited. Things like Trillium. Things like what, honestly, Boom is doing. I'm reading more Boom and Image than I ever have in my life before. Definitely. Definitely. And Marvel is taking old characters and giving me something completely new with it. And, you know, so right now, and I was not into the secret invasion and the Civil War and all that, but right now, Infinity completely has me, even though it's Thanos and we know where 
where that's it's headed. such a huge story and told on two fronts but every like you can take that one issue about the when they took over the world killer yeah thing that was a great issue just on its own they're yeah. incredible characterizations captain america and ronan and the and the super scroll and well and then you brought in the new universe and the new universe characters are so different from yeah. what i remembered oh. you're telling it differently yeah. you're not you're not just telling it differently you've made it different and that's what's different right whereas i could totally predict i went okay so there's a rogues i read this rogues issue and go halfway through i'm like there's going to be a miniseries in which the rogues rebel against the the crime crime syndicate oh look that's what's announced at the back of this book and like I, you can just tell you right. know you know exactly how they're going to respond dc is also this week uh, an absolute edition of uh the grant morrison frank whiteley earth 2 graphic novel which was the first post crisis uh, or the J- the grant morrison jla um right v- version of the crime syndicate really good really good story uh, i'm in there but what I like about Forever Evil was actually that Forever Evil did has felt at least the first issue felt like it was a different take on the what they've done on yep. what the crime syndicate's done before, and then we've at least we've I've never seen Deathstorm before, so at least there's another character we didn't know. But uh, you know, so it looks like that could potentially be heading in a direction that I didn't know, and unmasking Nightwing, where apparently, and I just saw online a little bit the Forever Evil thing where. Owlman is like, you know, Grayson stays alive, even though he knows it's not his Dick Grayson. There's still like this, this little hint of I can't out of affection. Right. We've never seen that out of out of Owlman before. So when they've done something different, I'm excited. Yep. But I'm not, you know, Aquaman. Okay, it was fine, but Flash. They they created a new Reverse Flash, and I went, eh, all right. The Batman titles, I think, have been have been uniformly better than the run yeah. of everything else. But I think because because the first Batman, the first run that Snyder did in particular was you have the Court of Owls, which added something completely new to the continuity. Yes, and then you did the Joker without his face, right? Uh, the death of a uh, death of the family um, did something new with it while the Joker was taunting and saying like, "This is my greatest hits," and right. replaying. It because it became it was self aware. It's like why I like Avengers Assem- um, Avengers Arena, of arcade constantly saying, "I know it's Battle Royale, it's Hunger Games, we know this." Right, and they were actually moving it forward. I don't know if you picked that up again, but that book, which is going to reach its end, um, has come up with all these different you know things and really explored arcade better than anybody's ever written arcade before. Right, and his his assistant and who who came on and she's actually got a. She was anticipating his oh, you're betrayal. Oh, not, you're not far enough along. There's no, I've gone back on. like four issues, I think. Yeah, there's more going on, and it's just oh, like, yeah. and it just, which is just gets deeper into Arcade's psychosis. And I've always loved Arcade as a character, but, you know, it, this is the first time he's really played for keeps, truly been successful at what he's trying to do. And as far as I can tell, there are consequences. And then just as I was wondering, I don't know if you're this far along, but what I was wondering is like, hasn't anybody noticed that all these kids are gone? They're gone. Then an issue dealt with it. And again, read it out of order, but it was fine because that issue stood alone and it's told well enough to say this chapter right. explains is about, it. It's about an aspect of the story that's that you hadn't thought of. enough. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and so I, I just... And resolved. Yeah, I'm yeah. just digging the way everything is told over at Marvel right now. Yeah. So that's my my rant. 
Um, let's get to some letters. We're in reverse order. Hey. And it's, uh, yeah, oh my God. Um, this is what happens. Nate Nate speeds us up, I think. And it's too bad that we couldn't. Keep we had a lot to say. We were gone for a week. It's oh, be I got a- an email from him saying, uh, sorry, the interwebs suck, gents. Uh, remind our LA area listeners to hire me and use your powers only for good. So we'll, we'll join him in there. Um, but uh, so that was an early. But uh, so letters. First of all, we got a letter from uh, Greg Whitehead, our, our man in the tractor in, in Ohio. Um, and. We, I asked Stay him in the rose, Greg. I asked him if he remembered something. He said, uh, though I've been through all your podcasts relatively recently, I don't have a clue is the answer you were looking for. And then the problem with when I do the podcast is uh, probably more so than, than you, Rick, is I don't remember what the hell I said. And you oh, know, I get to hear I get to hear it twice, if not yeah, three times. Uh, yeah. So I don't remember what I said. Greg, do you remember what it is? Uh, you know, and he said, you know, whatever happened to Stephanie? I thought she was the archivist. Well, I can say Stephanie doesn't really listen to the podcast anymore because <laughs> she's busy with life. Um, and, Should we say what she's doing? Uh, she's got a cool job. She's got a cool job, and I don't, and I don't know because she may still do some work for fan, for Fanboy Planet, but she but there are now. Let's just say she's currently at a job that may mean there's a conflict of interest. So keeping her distance, keeping her distanced is a good is a good thing. Yeah. So, uh, and then she just got busy. I don't. But she's I, she's happy and well. Yes, she's just and not, running in a field in upstate New, New York. York. Yes, <laughs> uh, she's not archiving anymore. Um, and while I'm recalling old members, it'd be great to have Lon back as a special guest from time to time. I know he's busy with other stuff, which I have checked out. But all the same, it'd be good to hear from him again. And he could promote his recent activities. Great narration, Derek. It's funny because the, that documentary to, to us is old because yeah. you know Rick did the sound engineering on at least recording my I narration. recorded your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was like two years ago, three years ago, three years ago. But I the think. reality is, the door is open for Lon to come back. He just his life has changed too, and that's the and that's the thing. I I you know I I, I wonder. He may be settling down. Uh, let's not give away too much. That's a spoiler. Okay. Um, no, you know he's busy. Uh, when when we started the podcast. Lon's job situation was very different. His life goals were very different, and um, you know, I mean, it it, always, it makes me wonder. Like, you know, I mean, we've managed to survive, weather some changes, and the question is, you know, like if we had changes here too, I don't know. We might still, we'll probably continue doing because we'll figure out something. But um, we're, it's like the way we keep uh, Nate on all the time. Life is <laughs> life has changed, right? You know, and so the door is open. I'd love to have have Lon come back on. Uh, it, honestly, most Wednesday nights, like I, a couple times I've said, hey, dude, you want to come? He's been working late. And again, probably can't say where he's at either. Yeah. It makes him seem like, okay, Lon and Stephanie are both S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And this is the problem. Um, they're keeping you safe, Ohio. Um, but the real reason for this email is to give a big thanks to Rick. The audience audio quality has been really, really good ever since he joined the podcast. Uh, barring a couple episodes with a remote commentator with a smiley face. Yes, I know, Greg. Thanks. Um because Rick tells me. I've been listening to another uh, podcast. No, no, I don't just tell you. I sat down and I showed you how to use the recorder last, right, two weeks true. ago. Didn't I've been, and we'll test because probably the Chris Tallman interview will be with that on yeah. the phone. I've been listening to another podcast. What? With as many or more episodes as you guys on a different subject. And despite their knowledge and helpfulness, the audio quality makes it very hard to listen to. Uh, so thanks again, Rick. Signing well, off you. from the seat of an old Massey Ferguson. P.S. That's the brand tractor we have. Well, I figured. Uh, I come from farm stock, uh, which anybody see my midsection knows. I dated a girl named Massey Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson really? Yeah. That's uh, 
Debbie. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, look, Greg, absolutely we know this. Uh, the big difference is <laughs> Rick came in because Rick knew he knew what the hell he was doing and he knew I did not. He saw me at the comic book store with my little art. It wasn't even, it was a Sony yeah, uh, IP Sony something. Digital handheld. The little handheld thing my kids gave me for Father's to Day. Record, get milk and cookies. Yes. At the grocery and so store. that's what the first few podcast episodes were. Um, and even, even when I was doing the BBC broadcast, I would plug that into the phone and record. So I think I only got one BBC recording that was actually from their end. Um, I don't even know if I put that on, but I have a CD. They sent, they mailed me a CD of my last show. Oh, and so it was. I've listened the, to most of them. I, I thought I'd listened to all of them. So it was. I, I think I I did the last show from my perspective, and they sent me a CD that you know ah, it, was it sounded so much better when it was you know engineered at the BBC studios. You were just on the phone. Uh, and by the way, once again, Jamie, David, um, Anytime. take me back, take yeah. me back, please. Uh, so. We thank you, Greg. Glad that you are listening. The funny, the funny thing about that, I mean, I did wander into the store and you were sitting there, but I had been looking for something to record for a while because I was going to do. <laughs> Might as well record me. I was going to do. <laughs> I, I was working. I was working. I'm a. I'm a presentations professional, and I was going to at that time do so a back pod, off, man. I was going to do a podcast about presenting skills and and making quality presentations. And I was looking for something so I could warm up on using the equipment and that wouldn't matter as much as the professional job. Now, I did 12 episodes of that other one, and we've done the 300 and right. closing I, I, on 330. I was thinking when plan. I got this email, I thought about that irony. It's like, yeah, that's why you did it for a job that you no longer have. Yeah. But you're still doing this, and I pay you just as much as they still are. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. um, which does remind me, you know, you can, uh, you know, donate on on PayPal. Uh, so anyway. me, I don't make no. Any. You can go ahead, you can if you want, Rick. <laughs> but I mean, anybody who listens, ah, yes, uh, you know. So and, and the other letter uh, from a listener who I've, um, he sends me letters every now and then. Uh, a, a, an actually a childhood friend who I recently discovered is listening to the podcast. Well, I haven't seen him in a long, long time. Uh, but, uh, he, he let me know he was listening to the podcast and said it reminded him very much of, of hanging out in elementary school and arguing over things that meant nothing. That's so great. Cause that's, that's, that's the what, business, that's, that's the, the point of the model. podcast. I know <laughs> taking you back to the playground, um, back in those days, the Migo. Anyway, so he, he, the header of the email was that feeling you get when the FedEx truck doesn't stop at your home. The English word would be past parcel depression. Ooh, that was pretty good, but like that's that. actually two words. I like that. Uh, but he does, he's actually married to a woman from Germany. Excellent. So, <laughs> I'm liking this. So, P.S., I'll do my best to, just to pronounce this. I asked my wife for a German equivalent. Uh, another guy named Jack. This is from Philip Klein, uh, which is spelled the English way, not the not the German way. Uh, she suggested schon wieder kein Paketitis. Which translates translates as yet again no package itis. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So remember this: Sean Vider, Sean Viderkin packetitis. Sean Viderkin packetitis. Viderkin packetitis. Packetitis. Which I do suffer. It's like every day I come oh, home yeah. and it's like, is there? It's not even like I don't see the truck that often, but it's just like I want to go. Did the magic man? Well, we used to joke about that. The magic mailbox and the magic mailbox still is. Did it deliver something? Um, 
you know, every couple months I get that thanks to subscribing, thanks Nate to the Maddie Collector's Club, that Watchman action figure. Ooh, you know, oh, the Magic Mailbox delivered the Watchman action figure. What DVD is this? Which reminds me, there's one we have to have a party for. I just I found that I got in June. Um, this movie about a cyborg who goes to hell. Um, that I know there cannot there cannot be an ounce of quality to it. We have to watch it. <laughs> we have to watch it and enjoy it. Maybe your next backyard party sounds good. Uh, so I believe, and I apologize if I left if I left. I think that was all the letters I got this week. Uh, was that I, all the Facebook? Uh, um, let me see if I let's see if I covered all there that. A couple of them there. Um, let me see because uh, I'm, I'm working off of my cell phone here. We got Facebook pages. Hmm. It's coming in, it's coming in, it's coming in, and it says, I'm looking for Brian Shimada. I know he asked a few things. Okay. Uh, Commented. Uh, So he was asking. It's coming up. It's it's, uh, slow. You know, when you keep the sound going, it makes it really hard for me to cut the stuff out and make it sound. I know, but I'm trying to give it real time. Uh, Nate, (laughs) when we thought that we were uh, going to be at uh, Seven Stars stars. tonight. Uh, asked if someone could FedEx, FedEx him a linguisa corn dog. We should just do that. And I should say, uh, Nate's absence tonight. If we, if you missed, uh, if we kind of glossed over, I'm not sure if we if there was a part where we could cut and leave it in. Was that we just had internet trouble tonight? We had him at the beginning. He's probably at, at this speaking still in the beginning, and then just sort of drops out. And it's just because we tried skyping like four or five times, and it just never reconnected up. Something was wrong tonight. Something was wrong. So. Oh, oh! Well, this was a good. Uh, so we talked about uh, yes, DC Villains Month, Gotham, and Constantine. And who do you think will be the next major cameo on Marvel's Agents? Oh, of that Shield? was a good one. Yeah, that is a good question. And I don't think we will get a major cameo. You're not going to blow Chris Evans. Well, I, I think Nick Fury was pretty major. Right, but that but this is asked after Nick Fury. Right, so right, right. You've had Maria Hill. You've had, and I and I, I have no doubt, really. Once how I married, how I met your mother is out. I think that um, Col- Col- Kobe, Colby, Colby Smolders, Kobe Smolders is going to probably be at least a semi regular on Agents of Shield next year. But she's got a successful sitcom coming to an end this year. Yeah. So I think that she'll probably show up on a more regular she basis might, in she the might second show up season. Right now then. I was I was glad she showed up in the yeah, pilot. I was, was I was, was happy good. about that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of it, and gave it legitimacy. So who would show up in uh, to? Conceivably, you could see that the friend of Jane Foster, uh, who's on Two Broke Girls, yeah, um, which the, the and she's co- also in the ne- in the Thor movie, uh, right? Well, it is because she's a friend of Jane Foster, so yeah. you still got those muscles. I, you know, I was like, yeah. thanks, um, God, I'm so excited for Thor: The Dark World. I can't express it. I'm so excited for Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, so, you know, that's the question: is I don't think that Iron Man has a deep enough backup cast that could be. I don't think you're going to get Downey to do T. You know, although I take that back. I could see Robert Downey Jr. making a cameo during Sweeps Month because I really still feel, regardless for all the game playing yes. with his pay and everything, he, he knows. Likes the franchise. But it's not knows. just that. He knows that he owes Marvel as much as Marvel owes him. I think you're right. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant about him. I think that's a great humil- a moment of humility to he, him. He does have a... He digs being Tony Stark. Uh, he, he has a, 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 a he has a righteousness to him where he will do the right thing for people who have done the right thing to By him. By him, yes, absolutely. Um, 
I've got two thoughts because he's still a you know he's still a Mel Gibson defender, and one reason I said it is because Mel Gibson when he was when Downey was at his lowest, Gibson would still hire him for his movies. Uh. And 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 I think and that speaks to you know that's why people wonder why Jodie Foster still is friends with Mel Gibson. It's like no because you know Gibson's like he's an alcoholic. It's a disease. Yeah, it uncovers some pretty ugly thoughts that might be there, but he could, that normally when he's sober can't he can control. I watched part of that the Mayan film that he did. Uh, uh, oh, it, it's uh, Apocalypto. Apocalypto. That was an amazing film. Maybe one I it was no. He's a great in, director. Came he, in in the middle of it, and it was like for something where you couldn't really understand anything anyone was saying. Same thing with Passion of the Christ. I don't. Yeah. I Passion of the Christ was a disturbing film, but I, I will never, never deny it was it was well directed. So, so before we get too serious, do you have any? I've got I've got two. So I mean, I said Downey would. I could see Downey doing it. Downey Downey. I think uh, that's that's definitely a possibility. I've got two that are possible. Um, Happy Hogan. I think it's possible, especially given. But why would? Him. But why would Happy Hogan cross paths with Shield? I don't know. It could just be something where he's like. But I will. I will argue. Stark, I will argue Stark another Industries one. Or, I will argue another one, which is once we see, not for season one, but once we see for see, season two, once we see the Winter Soldier, I could see Bucky showing up. The actor is not that well known. Winter Soldier will be the one that really, really makes his name. Um, you know, he's not, he's a good actor, obviously yeah. happy to see him back. I can't even think of his name right now. Somebody's shouting it at their, at their iPod right now. Um, but he would be a good, uh, he would be a good cameo. I, you know, or, or whole episode bring, because you're not going to get a solo Bucky film and this is the advantage or Anthony Mackie for the Falcon. You have a bunch of characters that are kind of like, for lack of a better phrase at this point, second tier, we're never going to see a solo film because it's just not enough time on their schedule. Yeah. We know, by the way, I forgot to mention, you know, Edgar Wright tweeted this morning, he's back in the studio working on Ant-Man. So he had a picture, which I tweeted out on Fanboy Planet, because I was able to do that from my other computer, uh, you know, of of the guy doing the motion capture for Ant-Man and has the helmet on. Right. So we know that that's phase three. We know, you know, there's probably going to be a Black Panther phase three, and there's probably going to be Doctor Strange. And you got Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's just not much more room in the slate before everybody ages out. So... Agents so, of Shield as a TV series becomes a great place for the second tier characters, the backups in those movies, to get an episode to really explore their world. Actually, I mean, one person who I actually I still consider kind of a second tier character, although she's one of the five, is Black Widow. Black Widow, and she is an agent as well. The, uh, the but the other thing I was going to say was, and they could have done it with this past episode yeah do a flashback do something with, with that happened before you know uh, you know either as guardian or captain america something in world war ii some technology that that hydra was working well, on Well, then let me go with whatever. this what let me go with this yes you could have toby what's his name the guy that played zola yep uh, arnim zola could show up on agents of shield fandral zachary levi is playing fandral in the warriors three he, I don't know, I, I, and, and I say this with, with respect and affection, Zachary Le- Levi might be getting kind of big uh, and potentially has a movie career ahead of him. Yes. Potentially, we'll see. Um, but I could see him being, he is a real fanboy. He, he is really, 
uh, you know, um, that I could see him coming in and maybe Fandral comes and visits Earth because he likes the women. I would just and, like to see Fandral show up. And Coulson has and, to put and, the kibosh and, on Fandral. But not say he's Fandral, not talk about uh, being an Asgardian or anything, and just be like in a business suit and just hanging out with them, but being a little well, weird. Wouldn't be, little wouldn't it be awesome if like Agent Ward and, and Sky went off to a nightclub to kind of like bond and then there's Fandral trying to pick up on women. Yes. And then never gets commented on as yes. we all know. Yes. You know, um, so there's a lot of possibilities. Like I said, there's just a lot of backwards and I, I do want to speak. Oh my God. I kind of movie thing. Thor, the dark world. Did you see the poster they released with Heimdall this week? No. Oh, it's so magnificent. It's like for remembering all the people that were upset that Idris Elba had been cast as Heimdall. Yeah. And I'm like, you want to talk about the most, the single most badass image from a superhero oh, yeah. movie? There is a one sheet of just him with the sword standing, standing there, there and it's guarding. Like, it's like I'd want that, except I know I'd wake up in the middle of the night, look over, <laughs> see it, and scream because it just seems so like ah, he's threatening. He's not going to take any crap. <laughs> You're just like awesome. So anyway, um. Thank you, Brian, for for posting some questions. Thank that you, was a great question. Uh, thank you, for Greg, for all of you guys. And if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. And we'll probably read your letter, and it'll spark a huge, long conversation after we <laughs> promised we were going to end. Uh, we'll go back to our regular order next week, but I really wanted to talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. up front. And... Um, you know, so there you go. You're listening to us on iTunes. Review us. Please leave a review. Uh, subscribe if you like. Tell a friend, please, because that's how it goes. Uh, listen to us on the Stitcher app. And, of course, as I do say, seriously, you know, if, if you like what you're hearing and you feel like, you know, yeah, it's free entertainment, but it does cost cost me, um, you know, then if you'd like to donate something on PayPal, I would really appreciate that. Uh, I don't know. There are there are greater concerns in the world, but maybe a little bit of pleasure is worth something to you. Um, if you're a furloughed furloughed government employee, you can listen, please listen please for free. Listen for free. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, if you get that up, if you get that up um, in time, like Friday night, um, this company that I work for, uh, that I occasionally do work for, City Lights Theater Company, this weekend they're doing this uh, play called Animals Out of Paper, a charming little comedy supposedly. Um, and if you are a furloughed government employee and can show ID, it's a pay what you can. Like you get in for a dollar. Wow. Cool. Um, this weekend. That's in downtown, in San, downtown Jose? San Jose. At City Lights. At on... City Lights Theater Company, 529 South 2nd Street, uh, across the street from my place of work. Uh, and of course, we you know encourage you to, if you're in San Jose, check out you know Seven Stars Bar and Grill. Check out Cafe Stretch. I think Rick and I are going to try, and probably Deb, try to go uh, Shakespeare. Tuesday night Shakespeare. Uh, to, Mids, a, a stage, stage reading, reading. Midsummer Night's Dream at Cafe Stretch at seven o'clock on Tuesday night. Yep. Uh, looking forward to to that. I hope I can make it, but if not, it still sounds like a really cool thing. I'd love to. I'd love to be involved because the stage reading is the kind of thing I can do. I have time to do. Uh, also want to mention if you're in San Jose and you want to catch me, I will be playing comedy sports in two weeks, both Friday and Saturday night shows. So I actually. One of those rare times that I know ahead of time. So let me do the math. Maybe I can make one of these. The 18th and the 19th. Friday, uh, I'll be refereeing the comedy sports match 9 p.m. on uh, October 18th. And Saturday night on October 19th, I'll be playing in the 7 o'clock show. Maybe I'll be able to go and afterwards. Celebrate. Afterwards, I'm not, I will not be participating because I've never worked in this format. But at 9.15, they have a show called Down in Front 
which is where they do this is really cool and i love that my friends came up with this and i was like i wish i had time to kind of work in the format and figure it out is uh they get a suggestion they improvise a sci-fi or horror film you know like a genre film and then one team plays the film, and the other, and the other teams do Mystery Science Theater oh. three thousand. So they heckle and they make the comments. So that's the, cool. So both sides are improvised. So that's uh, at five. That's at nine fifteen on the. Uh, it's every Saturday in October. Is uh, is that format at, at on at nine fifteen? Seven o'clock is a regular comedy sports show. So is that two ages. separate tickets? Or you go? Yeah, it's two floor? separate tickets. Okay. But if you go to the seven o'clock, you can stay for the nine fifteen for free. Oh, okay. But if you want to just go to the nine fifteen, which has no censorship to it, you can swear. They can swear. They can say make poopy jokes, uh, and often do. Uh, and then I'm going to be very occupied, and I am really proud of this. I want to say I'm directing uh, production of Macbeth for Notre Dame High School the last weekend of October, which is influenced by Clive Barker and My Chemical Romance together. And it's actually... Not the original, but this production. Uh, but it's really working out very well and uh, very thrilled by that. So... Cool. Uh, anyway, all that. Um, and, of course, Nate is down there in L.A., unable to say goodnight to you tonight. But if you are in L.A. and you have a job, offer it to Nate. Uh, you can reach him at uh, Family Planet as well. So he wants uh, to do something in office management, preferably involved with the industry, motion picture industry. or television industry. All right. So this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And I'm Nate Costa. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder. That wasn't Nate. Reminding <laughs> you to use, use your powers, powers only for good. good. It's like Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Dragons! We're calling audibles, and then we'll make notes afterwards. Okay. I have um, at least two emails. One I can find right off the bat, and the other would just take me a moment to... But I can't, I can't open them both up. Oh, my God. That sounds just like uh, infinity. Sounds just, it sounds just like Skype. That part does. Oh, it's loud. Wow. It's really loud. It's, it's hurting the my... funny thing is I was turning the volume down on it. And it sure. got louder. The connection just got louder. You are so passive aggressive. You just wanted to boom. There we go, Greg Whitehead. Nathan, can you hear me? It's like you're right here, except you're not. Where I would be holding your hand. He would. He's got his hand yeah. stretched out to your ghost. Actually, we haven't told you this, but we've got a big furry teddy bear sitting next to Derek. I was going to say it's a real doll. Because that would really would hurt. That'd be creepy. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't believe that. Cause oh, really? The big furry cost, teddy? The big no, furry t- The real dolls cost like five grand. Okay, so I got one fantastic PayPal donation. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, screw it. I'm getting a real doll that looks like Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Run, Nate. <laughs> he doesn't have I to. I am running. He lives in a gated community. 
I can only get so far and do that. <laughs> yeah, but if you got that real doll with you, no, I well, I, like, I have I'm an, with Nate. He lives here. I have an inside man, Coco. She'll uh, betray you she'll, for a for a, <laughs> for a snossage. <laughs> so. How's SoCal? Oh, it's lovely. Any jobs? Um. I went to an interview yesterday for an internship. Okay. Unpaid. Yeah. Oddly enough, that's how you pay your dues. Your yeah, unpaid except- work. Although, actually, that law is changing. Because KNTV, we just went through this yesterday. KNTV is no longer, NBC is no longer allowed to offer unpaid internships. Interesting. They have to be paid. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well... It was a. It went really well, and they offered it to me. But where, where it's was a three it? month. Uh, it's at a talent agency called Next Level Entertainment, hmm. and I would have been basically learning, you know, the talent agent stuff. And right now, so what it is me. is three months, which means what's that? Then you could have hired me. You could have gotten me as a client. It'd been awesome. Anyway, but yes, three months right. of no money. That sucks. Yeah, well, and it's not just three months. It's a three-month working time. However, it's this month and next month, and then up to Thanksgiving. Then they take Thanksgiving through January off. Nice. Because everybody's closed anyway. At least you wouldn't be working for no pay then. Right, exactly. And then uh, January they come back, which is pilot season. And so they Uh want you to learn stuff prior to pilot season. And then pilot season starts and you should have your base of knowledge and then everything goes crazy. And is Um, that when they start paying you or? No, no. Then at the end of three months. Three more months. They either, yeah, they either say, okay, bye. Or they say, hey, you've done really well. Have a position. Well, I see. Hello there. Yeah. So I uh, had to decline since I kind of need income. Debbie just got here. Hi, Debbie. She noted that Derek is growing a beard. (laughs) No, it looks good this time. (laughs) Yes, it will be creepy, and I've got the salt and pepper coming through. So, yeah, I'm going to look like like Rick looked a while ago. Uh, I'll have my hair fly away. Homeless Derek. Nice. I get confused for my brother a lot. Yeah. Except he's rich. So. Yeah, except he's not really homeless. No, he's not. Although he, you know, he bought the home of, of new, newly minted Republican Rob Schneider. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that quote. Yeah. Weirdo. Rob, Rob Schneider blamed the, blamed the Democrats, and yet everybody who knows Rob Schneider blames Rob Schneider. Is that kind of like when they put Han Solo and Carbonite? I'm, what, when I'm he became a Republican? When he was newly minted. No. They, they, they didn't, uh, no. It's really up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to Deb to control things, and it's just... Yeah, Rick, you really need to work on the jokes, okay? <laughs> no. You need to pre-write them or something, okay? That was... Yeah. The joke is that it falls so flat. <laughs> um, anyway... I think my mom gets Betty's attic. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are the Bendies. There's a whole new line of Bendies, Bendy superheroes. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. 
It's all great until one of the internal wires breaks. Right, right. <laughs> and then it's well, like I, I saw one of Batman that. with a limp. Right, yeah, the Justice League figure set, and they're all invisible uh, six cents figures. Yeah, the Superman up close actually looks like a very angry Nazi. Has he got his underwear on the outside still? He does. He does. Classic. Classic. It's really nice. Who's that on the phone? Batman song changes. So, anything? Any other news, Nate? Did you buy your comics today? I did. Uh, You've watched Shield. Oh yes, both both episodes, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we can have a conversation. We're good. Oh, you know what else I did? What did you do? Uh, over the last couple weeks, I was trying to catch up on Avengers books. So, like, I hadn't read Uncanny at all. Uh-huh. I hadn't finished the previous Avengers. Um, so, run. when you say you hadn't read Uncanny at all, you you're going Hickman, all the way back to, new, to the Red Skull. You know, now. Or was it the more recent? Had you not read the the original? Oh yeah. They say no, all the way back bring. to Red Skull. Wow, that was a good run. Hadn't read it. I I didn't read any Avengers books since uh, AVX ended. Okay. Except for the current, you know, Hickman Avengers. How so? I'm reading it, and in uh, Secret was it Secret Avengers? No, New Avengers. Towards the end of the run, where right. the uh, uh, Doctor Strange, somebody, um, what's his name, Brother Voodoo's brother is trying to take over right. someone and kill Dr. Strange. Right. Did you, in one whole issue, they referred to Damon Hellstrom as Damon Hellstorm. Every that, single time. That happens a lot. Yeah. Like, no one's noticing that. Yeah. Um, Where's the editor? Where is the editor? They need me, Nate. Where's the knowledgeable They, they need you. They editor. really need one of us, or both. We'll apply. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's an unta- unpaid internship. That's why they right <laughs> do so good. That's why I, they can't get it right. Uh, yeah. So we uh, we got a basic rundown. Derek wants to start with TV tonight, and we'll because we'll, of Shield. We'll just like fangasm over Shield. Well, and there's there's a lot of repercussions. Sounds yeah. good. Although Shield lost a huge, not as many people watched last night. Really. So the big drop, big ratings dropped last night. Whedon S kept on every every fifteen minutes was tweeting about you want to see the last you know, the post credit scene. Yeah, really. Yeah. On Shield. On Shield. I found that very anticlimactic. Last really? Night. Hello. I, I thought it was. I I I think they upped his. Um, if you can hear me, his, I can't hear you. I we can hear you. Nate. Nate, can you hear us? Nate. Nate. Oh, damn. What happened? Something. I don't know. Nate. Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, good. You're breaking up quite a bit. Okay, it's the it's it's got to be the internet yeah, connection. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. We can hear you just fine. Here. Yeah. Nate. Say something, Nate. You guys, I said that like ten seconds ago. You guys are way behind me. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, saying something. Saying something. Nate. Based on Rick saying say can something you, can a you long time ago. <sighs> it's an interesting way to run I the hear podcast. You, but I'm probably hearing you ten seconds after you said it. This is like a weird science fiction story. 
It's like a time travel if story. We could only sync up when we're in a loop. Uh, I'm gonna hang up and I'll call back. I'm waiting for him to say okay. Sounds good. <laughs> that was <laughs> timing. That timing was perfect. Oh, hello. What's going on here? Nate? Hey, how's it going? All right. Are you in real time again? I don't know. We'll see. Like the fracture of time that happened so in so far, uh, so good in the Lost in Space movie. Oh God, that was horrible. Oh, I love that movie. I, I can kind of tell that uh, we're. Uh, what? I think he's just at a loss for words. Time is clearly breaking up. I think the more we break up, the more uh, time is breaking itself. I blame the Hulk. When I say he has time traveled, quite I'm going to count to three. Agent of time. I'm going to count to three. When you hear me say each number, I want you to say it immediately. Ready? One. Yes. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Okay, it's not too bad. We should we should probably go before we should probably start before, before it goes to before we actually on. run into younger versions of ourselves or something like that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It would. I'd warn myself about so many things. And then this podcast would cease to exist. Yep. Hold on, Tiffany's calling me. Are you sure? Maybe Tiffany Hello. from the future. Or she called you ten minutes ago. I like them both. Your time bud is very good. I think that's yeah. code. Yeah, no. Bye. Batmobile pillow pet. Oh my god. My son can live without it. And yet it's so magnificent. Can he live without it, Derek? Can he? Uh I think I'm almost done with his Christmas shopping, so yeah. If I get John yeah, yeah. Well, there's a wave. Uh, and now, is there a wave three coming? Did I miss wave two? No, this is wave two. Okay, this the what's coming up is wave, wave two. two. Now there were, there was wave one discs, and then mm -hmm. there was a wave two of discs. Already? No, no. Um, so the wave wave one is what's been in the regular bags. Okay, and then Toys R Us had two different exclusive disc the tron and the mike's car okay i got mike's car but i missed tron okay so well you haven't missed it yet it's still kind of out there in circulation if you can find a gold bag oh, okay go to toys r us um so those are wave so those are still considered wave one however then within um when you get the toys r us folder to keep them in which i have over there i just got there, that there are like eight yeah discs that are different those are exclusives all over the world, so we're not sure when they're going to go into rotation here. Uh, but they're still technically kind of wave one. 
So Wave 2, the discs are supposed to come out in November. Okay. And you can go on to Target, and you can actually buy a folder already with all of them in it for 65 bucks. That seems like a bargain. It does seem somewhat reasonable. Yeah, so that's a hundred and as far as I know, I I I I'm not I'm not hundred percent it has everything in there because I can't see the inside. Yeah. But the ad has that. So it says it's already fill, filled. And it already has twenty discs with it. Interesting. So that would be the twenty discs that like Wave One technically has, plus there were two Toys R Us exclusives. So I think there'd still be those exclusives out there somewhere. Okay. Um so that's that. Then the figures, Wave Two is beginning this weekend with Jack Skellington. That's the at, at GameStop only for the month of October. But you had to pre-order that one. No, no, no. You can still get them. Oh, you can. You okay. can. It's just if you pre-ordered, you're guaranteed you have your Jack Skellington. I see. Um, and then they're not taking pre-orders anymore. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just know that Saturday they're having a sales party. So okay. I'm hoping my timing with Luke's soccer game will be such that we can actually get there and get it decently. Then they delayed to um, Woody. At Walmart was supposed to come out this week, but I got an email saying that my pre-ordered one wasn't going to get sent till next week. Okay. So they're not coming out until this weekend. And then the end of October is when the Toy Story set comes out, and then the Frozen set will come out. So the Toy Story set doesn't have Woody, but they'll eventually have him as a separately available. Walmart has Woody as a separately available figure. Yeah. So Walmart does. It's not a pre- You don't have to pre-order. It's not a special. It's not a special. Okay. No. But you said you had the iPad game right and the ipad game shows what the what all the crystal ones are oh when you okay. when you look in uh when you like go into the characters you can flip through there's yeah there's crystal of, right there's a crystal jack sparrow there's a crystal mr incredible and a and crystal sully and i think there's one more a crystal lone ranger okay so but right now those are as far as we know being released in europe not sure who's going to be responsible okay who's going to have those here in america but we've lost Nate. Let's go into the actual podcast while he's here and awake, and we can talk about Shield. I, I also wanted to go up, to, up top with Shield because I knew that'd be a topic that would get keep Nate enthralled. There we go, enthused and engaged. You still on our time zone, Nate? Wasn't, I hope so. Wasn't there some uh, uh, some casting news like right after we podcasted again, as usual? As usual. Um, Nothing for Batman, nothing for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, I think we're good for right now. There was a lot of TV news as a result of of Shield, Shield afterwards, and so that's why I wanted to bring that up top because cool. a lot of exciting stuff. Well, let's get at it. Sounds good. All right. Are you all ready? Time I'm traveling, ready. Nate. All right. In a three, two, one. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Future Past Podcast in Time. Wow, that's and tense. And here's your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you, Nate. This is Derek. 